So I was getting ready to have you over for the podcast tonight, and obviously we're going to have steak, and I was talking to Becky about it, and I was seasoning the steak, and then we found out that Ryan was coming over too, and I said, what should I do? And she said, season two. Ooh! (laughs) Welcome back. Season two, we're back, baby. I can't believe we're here, season two. I know. We did it. Um, Yeah, so... A lot of things that we're prepared to do. One of those is to actually introduce ourselves. So I'm going to start. My name is Sean. I became a brand new dad 14 months ago. I have a beautiful daughter. And then very recently, two weeks ago, I had another beautiful daughter. So um, busy household here. I am a stage five, season two, brand new dad, season two babies. Uh, And yeah, very, very excited to have everybody out of the house except me and you guys yeah. on this Monday night. <laughs> and I am Dominic. I became a brand new dad two months ago. Um, I'm, I'm stage four and I'm sticking to that for a while. No more stage five for me for a long time. Um, yeah, but I'm very excited for season two. We got, we got a guest on today. Our mm-hmm. guest is a great friend of mine. He is the co-host of the Cultivating Connections podcast and the... Um, Remind me what the uh, simulcast is called. Oh, and uh, Candid Conversations, yeah. our, our YouTube show. Yeah, he's a stage four brand new dad, I think. I don't know about stage five quite yet. He is. His name is Ryan. Ryan, <laughs> welcome to the pod. You guys are going to have to remind me about the stages again. But <laughs> Oh, you didn't listen to that episode? Uh, you're off. You're gone. We're going to cut this one short here, Ryan. I gone. haven't listened to any of these. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm kidding. I love you. I love the show. But uh, I'm Ryan. I am. I have a... 13-month and two-week-old daughter, um, and I met, I've known Dom for my whole life pretty much since we were kids. Met Sean through Dom. We all played some soccer together, became pretty good friends, and I am thrilled to be here with you guys because uh, I don't get out of the house that much now. <laughs> <laughs> well, nobody gets out of the house that much yeah. these yeah, days. Yeah, for real. Yeah, especially brand new dads. Yeah. Well, we're happy to have you here, man. Yeah. First guest. Welcome. I we're feel honored. Uh, yeah, yeah. We are uh we're excited. And we've uh we've had some interesting fun conversations with you in the past, so I'm I'm excited. Yeah, um, and also definitely. you brought some Macallan twelve, so I'm extra excited. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Saving it for a special occasion, you know, what's more special than yeah. this? That bottle was three quarters of the way empty. <laughs> <laughs> but regardless, the last quarter is here. Yeah. Yes. So, Rai, uh, tell us a little bit about your podcast. Pitch your podcast to, to our listeners. All right. Well, it's called Cultivating Connections. Well, actually, me and my brother started a nonprofit, which is called Cultivating Connections. It was also the name of our podcast when we first started. And now we're doing a show called Candid Conversations where we talk about a bunch of uncomfortable shit, you know, like <laughs> addiction, depression, mental illness, death, all this shit that... Fun stuff. Yeah. <laughs> that most people, most society will tell you, you know, don't even, don't even look at that, you know, just don't touch it but literally my brother and i have uh gone through a lot my brother overcame a 10-year battle with heroin addiction in the past year and a big 
reason for that was being open and vulnerable telling our story and it really helps us a lot deal with our struggle mm. that's awesome it's yeah. important yeah. yeah and i mean get, getting out and talking about anything is tough and yeah. to be able to do it on a podcast for other people to benefit from it is uh courageous and awesome yeah so. it's really great and you you just had sent out a petition that i signed yeah, you thank tell, you. Yeah, no problem. Well, What's I, that uh, all about? <laughs> What's uh, that all about? <laughs> even read it? Hey, I'm, you know, I'm that type of friend. I dive feet first Love and, uh, yeah. Well, that was, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was a drug education p- petition trying to urge policymakers to rethink how we educate people on drugs because, mm. I mean, I think we all had the, you know, drug education where it's, you know, just say no, your drugs are bad, they're going to cause all these bad things. And inevitably, when you end up trying drugs, you think, oh, I'm a bad person for doing this because these are bad things. And it's like, that's not the message we want to send people, right? We just want to give them the straight facts and let them make a decision for themselves, right? Mm -hmm. And one of the big things we got when doing that was how people said some of the most effective drug education they got was when addicts or people that were struggling previously came in and told their story openly and honestly and we think there should be more of that and less propaganda in the whole drug education (laughs) thing but uh i love that and that's why i signed it thank you (laughs) (laughs) your support means the world man yeah i love it um and you also uh have a beautiful little daughter at home why don't you tell us a little bit about her give us a data update what's going on what's the data all right well I was thinking about that. One thing she's doing now that I I love is uh, I'm trying to get, well, not really trying to get, I'm exposing her to music and, you know, I got a ukulele. I I don't really know music at all. I was never musical, but she'll like pluck the strings and stuff. And sometimes I'll just play like drum, drum on my belly and stuff. And so now when I like look at her and I say like play the belly drum, she will lift up her shirt with one hand and start start patting her belly. Awesome. Dude, that's and, so awesome. Nora does that same thing when we she has a couple favorite songs that we bump all the time. Yeah, Shout yeah, out to yeah. Anderson Pack, man. She loves you. <laughs> really? And she plays the belly drums to him all the time. Nice. And yeah, doesn't have too many dance moves, but Dude, yeah, it's she awesome. Loves it. yeah. I, I listen to Kid Cudi a lot and when that comes on, you can see Evie start bobbing her head yeah. in the car, you know. She's, she's getting into it. <laughs> yeah. Cool. I love it. Like yeah. I want to learn music with her, you know, as mm-hmm. like, cause she's, you know, starting out with blank slate. I'm mm-hmm. starting out a blank slate. Yeah. Good. Yeah. That'll be great. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm thinking about getting, there's not any room in this house for anything, but a piano would be cool to have mm-hmm. laying around. Cause I would like to, you know, not right now, but in a while, like learn that, you know, I don't, I don't play piano, um, play a couple other instruments, uh, Mom and Dad, if you're listening still, uh, why didn't you force Grand Piano on me when I was a kid? What the hell? Yeah. Dude, piano is, <laughs> like, that was the one instrument I really wanted to learn. I, I'm still trying to, you know, slow and steady. Mm-hmm. But I was wondering, I wanted to ask you this. When do you think is the right time to start, you know, trying to teach your daughter your musical instruments? Or have you already started? Pots and pans, man. Pots yeah. and pans. <laughs> yeah. Pots and pans and big metal spoons. Yeah. Let, her, let her whack on some stuff, get some rhythm, and... Uh, just whatever she's willing to have fun with. I pull my guitar down and play uh, for about 30 seconds until Nora comes over and starts trying to slap the guitar yeah. and see what's going on. But, you know, we're always singing and stuff. So, uh, yeah, I don't think it's ever too, too early, early yeah. you know. Um, we have a xylophone for her, which she whacks. has basically no comprehension that, like, you know, some notes are lower pitch and some notes are higher pitch but has yeah. a lot of fun just hammering mm-hmm. on that thing 
Uh, so basically get whatever instruments your kid can't break yet and then just yeah. let them. Yeah. That's why I bought the cheapest around. ukulele on Amazon <laughs> yeah. so that yeah. she could just have at it. Yeah. Strings are probably tough. Yeah. You know, str- like a stringed instrument, really, they're not going to be able to. We don't know when anything happens. Dom's not going to let his girl go to the bathroom in a restaurant until she's 17. Like, yeah. So maybe he is, I, did, I did hear <laughs> that. She'd episode. be lucky at 17. She'd be lucky. No idea when anything happens. Only if the door is visible from the table. Right? I mean, I think that's a good <laughs> rule of thumb, but I, maybe I got the age wrong. <laughs> but, you know, like a, a stringed instrument is two things. You got to get the, the left hand to push that string down on yeah. the fret and then the right hand to be delicate enough to pluck that string. So I would say percussion first because that's super easy and then uh i mean i'm going piano after mm-hmm. after the percussion for sure although we've done kazoos kazoos are fun uh i don't even know what a kazoo is honestly. you like hum into it and it just oh. has like yeah yeah, yeah yeah and uh we give her a harmonica all the time and she doesn't know how to do it but she hears us do it and then she just sings into the harmonica mm-hmm. because she doesn't know how to make the regular harmonica noise yeah she's uh He's not getting any of it, but she will. Yeah. I was just thinking of another data update, which is uh, kind of interesting. I feel like babies always learn no, shaking their head no before the yes, right? Mm-hmm. Evie's starting to get the yes and shake her head yes. But what's also cool is like she will, if we say like good job, she'll start clapping. Oh, yeah. Cool. And also, and this is something recent that I just noticed. My wife is a Spanish speaker first. When she says muy bien, which means like, pretty much just equivalent to good job mm-hmm. she'll start clapping too cool so she's already kind of learning the the double meaning that's crazy she's that's gonna awesome. be bilingual by like oh, two yeah. years old yeah that'd be cool that's gonna man. Be awesome what's the like pie chart look like does uh your wife try to push that at home well or? she when when i'm at work and when they're alone she tries to speak spanish all the time because she's Eve's gonna be getting english you know from everywhere the <laughs> only person in her life that speaks spanish right now well her uh my wife's mom and and sister mm-hmm. too too, but they only see them on, she only sees them on Facetime. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I mean, she, she tries to speak Spanish to her. As and much you've as possible. been picking this up too, as well. Just like you're going to learn piano with your yeah. kid at the yeah. same time. See, si, see, si, un poco. <laughs> 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 no, nah, I mean, I have actually. My wife says I I learned Spanish pretty quickly for like not trying to learn. I'm not, yeah. not like I just pick it up a mm-hmm. little bit. But like Evie's going to teach me more than mm-hmm. like. Yeah. Anything, I don't know. <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of cool. I want to learn Spanish because, yeah. like, my mother-in-law and father-in-law don't speak any English. So, oh, mm-hmm. you have to, yeah, yeah, I have to. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> having having their daughter as a mediator for everything that comes through my mouth, I don't trust it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nice. Yeah, for your own sake, you yeah. need to you need yeah. to learn. Dom, does Addy speak Spanish yet? Not yet, no. Not yet. Two months. I was thinking maybe about four month mark. Yeah. Spanish. Yeah. yeah, she better. Yeah. 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 But because uh, the study abroad program's at six, right? Six months. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually learning to that or listening to your most recent episode with Gwyneth Paltrow, how she only puts the TV on in like French and some languages. Yeah. yeah, I like that. That's interesting. Which brings up an interesting study that I learned about in psychology, where if a if you teach a baby over a TV, how to speak or speaking languages. If it's on TV, as opposed to if it's in person, the baby won't learn any of the English or any of the language or whatever you're trying to teach really over watching it on TV. But the same person giving it in person, they will pick it up a Mm. lot of it. Mm. And I, there's this, uh, I don't know, 
discrepancy with uh, like having personal contact, personal yeah, like person right in front of you. Mm-hmm. I think at a young age they don't understand that there's a person through the TV or yeah. like they, yeah. it, the human connection is kind of disconnected. I was but talking I th- about that with a with a buddy the other day because we I was doing a FaceTime with some college friends and showing Nora and she was getting really pumped. Yeah, and they were like, "Oh, she totally gets it." and I know she doesn't like really get the whole thing, mm-hmm. but I think she does kind of get. I think so too. That because we Beck and I back when we were you know working and out in public, not just here all the time, we would Facetime each other. And obviously, if the baby's in one of our laps, you know we're going to Facetime, and she recognizes us and um, gets really you know pumped for Beck and kind of disappointed for me, as most people do. Yeah. And so she, I mean, she. That's interesting. Kind of gets it. it definitely yeah. true because, like Evie, when she FaceTimes her uh, her aunt, my wife's sister, she immediately recognizes and starts smiling. And so it's like they, I don't know. It's yeah. hard to say. Yeah, but it, there probably is something lost in translation. Yeah. You know, literally and figuratively. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't really have too much to say on that because I'm still trying to get her to recognize me. (laughs) (laughs) I'm having a tough time. But, uh, Sean, I mean, the biggest status update uh, since we've been on air. Yeah. Yeah, What do you got for us, All right, let me just hear it. Let me just give you a quick little run-through on everything that's happened since we last spoke on the air. So our podcast was cut maybe only five minutes short. I don't think we had that much left. Yeah. Uh, by Beck going into labor. Completely genuine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For the, for the listeners that are, that are doubting 100% genuine. Yeah. Um, I did in fact send my nine month and one day pregnant, uh, <laughs> fake wife. Also contracting. Out of the yeah. house <laughs> at 10 minutes in between contractions. To record a podcast. To record yeah. a podcast. And, uh, yeah, she called us, went over, threw her in the car. Um, not much room up front. Uh, I had a lot of the podcast travel gear up there, so yeah. the trunk was a little bit better option for us. And then, uh, no, we roll up, and it's it's weird when you're going to the hospital having contractions because it kind of feels like it's not happening for a while. And then, you know, she's grabbing on to everything and, and being really, really, really uncomfortable, and everything's real. And then it goes away, and... Like, okay, are we doing... And we were kind of in a giggly mood. Had to stop at Jolly's to get a uh, cup of ice. She's been crushing ice. Mm-hmm. Um, I went in and uh, forgot the ice. Got everything else she asked me to get. Forgot the ice. Had to go back in. Did get a couple junior cheeseburgers, nice. which I had in my back pocket in the OR for awesome. the inevitable C-section that we had to get. Uh, that is not a first-time dad move. No. Uh, that is a I'm comfortable in the hospital having babies move. I bring a snack into the operating room. Uh, I think yeah. They I did not it. let me eat it. Okay, really? Yeah, they, huh, they were not okay. Damn COVID times. Yeah, Dinner and a show. Really wanted to take a picture for the Twitter, but yeah. Uh, yeah. As with uh, the rest of my Twitter, uh, well, let me ask you this: It has not gone well. They give you that big bunny suit that you got to get into because mm-hmm. you're going into an OR. Mm-hmm. Right? Did you mm-hmm. take a selfie? Yeah, you got to. Yeah, yeah. you got it. Yeah. I mean, how many Shit, times dude. am I going to wear one of those things? Yeah. Maybe never. Right. I've never been in surgery for myself or anybody else. But we we roll up. The baby's breech and the baby's huge, and it just seemed like the right thing to do to get a C-section because they could try to flip it, but the bag might break, and then it's emergency Jeez. C-section. They might successfully flip, and then uh, 
maybe we push for a while and still have to get a C-section because this baby is more than two pounds heavier than the last baby. Mm -hmm. So uh, we decided to just go in and get this thing cut out, which, uh, you know, we're just like this freaking baby is a boy for sure, which we were uh, wrong about. And uh, yeah, everything went well, a little frantic in the middle, but everybody was a pro and kind of a weird experience. But, you know, as you know, kind of cool because after that baby comes out, yeah, goes right to dad. Yeah. Mom's busy Isn't getting sewn awesome? back up. Yeah. So you get it for the, was, was Addy like uh, crying or calm? Screaming the entire Scream- time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 No, it was, I mean, really precious moment between father and daughter. Um, I saw the next 15 years of my life. That was a, this is the rest of my life moment yeah. for you? Um, no, it was, yeah. So yes, she was, she was screaming. How about, uh, how about your new one? Not to rub it yeah. in. <laughs> Literally not a peep. Well, like I, I told you guys, uh, Addie doesn't like to be wet, you know, like, so like diaper changes need to happen as soon as she's done. Yeah. And she had a full diaper then. So mm. that started right out of the way. Yeah, same here. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. So yeah, and then just you know hold the baby and then stay overnight a couple nights. C sections mm-hmm. suck. Try to push that baby out so mom can recover. And uh, yeah, then we're here and we got it's beautiful. We got two babies. Yeah. We got a big chunker it. of a of a baby who loves to eat and sleep. And then we have this uh, lunatic fourteen month old that is just off the fucking walls. It's great. <laughs> she's she's a mad woman. It's awesome, dude. Uh, and you guys, I mean, from your Snapchats, you guys are doing great. I mean, you got all three of them sleeping at one time. That's I think a, we're that's doing a, good. Yep. Uh, today was today was a good day. Yesterday was a good, a really good day. We've been just, uh, we've been having a great time. We're a little tired, and it's kind of, it's kind of on us, you know. Like when you have something in the house that's like this amazing, you just want to like watch it all the time. And that thing is the show Survivor. Yeah. And we have been staying up all night <laughs> watching. Are you gonna say your baby Survivor? <laughs> dude, we were on that same boat. Dude, we got home, we just started ripping Survivor. Wait, is this the new seasons or like new ones? No. Or the old ones. So the thing is, I go on Netflix <clears throat> one day, and, and uh, you know we have the all day to ourselves. We're both off. I'm on paternity. She's on maternity leave. You know. Nice. And uh, I go on Netflix. I'm like. There's Survivor on here, and I go to it. I'm like, 28 season. How the hell has this show been on for 28 season? Who watches this show? <laughs> and then I look again, and like I Wikipedia it. 40 total seasons. 40. There's 40 seasons Gee, of Survivor. Yeah. So I'm like, something must be going right here. So we tuned in. It is an amazing show. <laughs> it is. <laughs> it really is. We we watched uh, that 28th season on Netflix, and it was great. They picked a good one to mm-hmm. like throw up there. Your fake wife told us to not bother with the other season. Yeah, no. That it wasn't as good. Well, I mean, the thing is, is it's uh, season 20 is uh, like a bunch of people that have already played. And you don't have the background of oh, the first game. That's what the other season is? Yeah, season 20? Heroes vs. No Villains. Shit. Yeah, why? Wait, there's only two seasons? Two seasons on Netflix, but Hulu has the rest of So them. Beck and Jeez. I didn't uh, even look at what the other season is. We just went to Hulu because he said that they're all there. Yeah. We watched season 20. <laughs> That's the one we picked. <laughs> I didn't think it was bad. No, I mean, I just, I like to have the background of like why this person's a villain and why this person's a hero. You know, I like to watch the first game. That is true. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, What a game. What a social experiment. 
I'll tell you what, that's season 20. Those all-stars, they're dum-dums. Oh, yeah? Every one of them are dum-dums. <laughs> yeah. Boston Rob's legit, though. Oh, he's the man. Yeah, he He's the man. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, I like him. Uh, so, Rye, you going to get into Survivor now? Do yourself know, a favor man. and don't do it. <laughs> you won't sleep. Dude, you'll be constantly thinking about what you would do instead of, you know, in each position. It's We watched two seasons in three days. Yeah. And we didn't watch anything on the second day. What? So we watched a whole season in one day, took a day off, and then watched a whole season in, nice. in another day. Yeah. I'll, I'll be real with you. I love the concept. Yeah. If we could get like a couple of our friends and throw them out in the woods of Vermont, you know, yeah. set them up there for a week, film it. I'm in. I'm in. Count me in. A week? Yeah. I can't do a week. I'm, I am throwing a one-day Survivor event, though, for my birthday next year. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. There you go. We got to get building some challenges. Some challenges. Oh, yeah. yeah. Some puzzles. Yep. You know? You're a puzzle guy. Puzzles are easy. That's just get a piece of plywood and a jigsaw and just rip random shapes, shapes out of it. True. You, you guys have convinced me. I'm going to watch yeah, some right. Survivor. You got to get into it. We're gonna, Ryan's going to like be there already when I'm setting up for my Survivor event. <laughs> I have been there for a week. He's like got a shelter built. Stepping out, like, <laughs> yeah. got a uh, basket yeah. of foraged mushrooms. I've been surviving on. Oh yeah, you you are a forager. Yeah, I love it. Have you? Uh, it's too cold. Do you still do that? No, you can't. I mean, you can find like chaga and stuff out there, but you can't get like stuff to eat really. Mm. Yeah, is that something that you're going to be uh, getting a little EV into? Absolutely, dude. Yeah. yeah, I will walk out in the woods and she, like I actually imagine like first time she finds her own mushroom. How excited she's gonna be! Mm-hmm. She's gonna be like, "What's this, Daddy?" You know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be like, "I don't know what the fuck that is," but, <laughs> but you found it, yeah. and that's awesome. Yeah. That's yeah, I think it's just cool to go out there and just look for stuff. Sometimes you actually find stuff that is like, "Wow, that's actually incredible!" Like, mm. I don't know. We found uh, my wife. She doesn't. She's not about it. You know, mm-hmm. she just comes out with me because because <laughs> I ask her. To. Oh, she at least comes out with you. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. yeah, but she found a lion's mane mushroom, which is like this super cool mushroom. Tastes delicious. Has all these health benefits and i was that's like that big flat orange one no damn it it's the big white one that's just got the shaggy t- tendrils okay but uh yeah it was just cool experience i don't know yeah that's a cool hobby man i mean it's Connect unique with nature yeah i'm all about not doing what the popular people are doing mm. you know i like the uh, unique yeah, yeah. hobbies i hear you, know you. I mean contrarian yeah hey we didn't get to your data so you got anything going on in your house yeah i mean uh uh, Z's back to work, so oh, yeah. um, we're both working. Baby's going to to daycare. Dude, that was so hard. Oh, I was going to say, so you day. legit have a entire day home with your baby, but that's not the case. No, <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, I you know that's not to say I can't do that because I can. You can. I got but, faith. You know, I do have work responsibilities that I gotta get to, um, and don't make me feel selfish about it because I've had a breakdown already this week. Yeah. Prioritizing your job to make sure that you're doing good work you're to gonna... justify your pay. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. Okay, I thought you were gonna do that thing where you say, you know, you explain something. I mean, it's actually a dig at me. <laughs> <laughs> but no, so you know, dropping her off at her first day of daycare was difficult. Uh, you actually interrupted me. I was very ready. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. Um, no, but dude, that first day. Yeah, first day. Walk us through. Um, you know, I'm late as <laughs> usual. <laughs> so, <laughs> I wake up, I roll out of bed. We get the the baby fed, changed. 
I put her in this cute little dress because she doesn't have a ton of hair. So I got to. She doesn't have. I got a stamp girl on her without actually stamping it. You know, so I put her in a cute dress, send her, you know, we hop in the car and I'm late. And uh, yeah, they were just, you know, with the COVID thing, they're trying to get you in and out of there. Mm -hmm. So like I didn't even get a like smooch or goodbye or anything. They pretty much took the baby and then. I was left like scratching at the window type thing. So, um, and then like she's been back a few times since, and it's it's been okay. It's been better. I trust these people, and there's an app now, which is cool. Um, something that you know, if your daycare has the app, definitely download it before you get there for the first time. Because mm-hmm. like asking them to try to set it up for you was a mess. But uh, so they have an app, and they send you pictures and tell you what she's up to. Oh, that's really cool. cool. Yeah, that is cool. So. It's nice, and like some daycare people take more pictures than others, so I tend to like like it when you show up and give it to her because uh, she's like snapping shots all day yeah, long. So yeah. is Joanna here? She actually yeah, yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. I worked I worked in a preschool or daycare slash preschool for a little bit, and the people that are there they really care. You yeah, know? they they don't pick like it's a hard job. They don't pick the job because it's an easy job. They pick it because they care about you know helping being there for. Yeah. kids you know it's an important job and uh i can't imagine how hard that is because uh, evie doesn't go to daycare mm-hmm. she stays home with mary my wife pretty much all the time and even like the only person we pretty much leave her with is my mom mm-hmm. you know and like we're completely comfortable but like i don't know how like i don't think mary would ever yeah be 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 like be willing to give evie to another person like she's uh very protective and i think that's a good thing but i mean i can't help uh, but think about what uh that's gonna lead to yeah i know (laughs) dude i mean that's what people say and like we (laughs) i mean your baby's still very young it's not like there's like a five-year-old that she's not trusting with other people so it's it's not it's it's not anything like that (laughs) Um, but it will be if you don't write the <laughs> shit. Dude. <laughs> dude, that's funny. It brings me to like my next thought, which is uh, Evie sleeps in bed with us. She doesn't have her own crib. It's the three of us, wow. three of us in bed, and yeah. I love it. Yeah. yeah. But when we didn't, we she was in a crib for a little bit when we were at my mom's, and she was fine. She could sleep the whole night there. But yeah. we just thought it was easier and more comfortable to have her in bed with us. And it's awesome. Yeah, yeah that and is like awesome. when Mary, when she needs to breastfeed, she just turns over and we're all there together, mm-hmm. you know. And my wife or my mom is like, you know, saying, "What's that going to lead to? She's never going to leave your bed." And I'm like, uh, "Maybe that'll happen, but I don't think so. She's yeah. still independent. She still mm-hmm. likes to do her own thing. It's just she's comfortable and and happy being in bed with us." So, like the one thing I've learned about being a parent is. Don't accept what society says just because they say it. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. Like, there's in America, there's very this uh, very independent driven motives in Eastern um, cultures. It's very collectivist. Like, find your own balance of the two. Mm-hmm. You know, don't yeah. don't trust whatever. Yeah, and balance is that word. I mean, nothing is an exact science in parenting you're not gonna it's not like if you do this okay now when they're 12 this is definitely gonna happen like they're gonna be kicked off the bus for shooting spitballs because (laughs) you didn't like it doesn't work like that so if if they're in the bed until they're three or four 
make sure there's some other form of independence that they can have, you know, go like walking around in the woods, kind of letting them lead, doing their own thing. That might be enough for them to just be a sufficiently independent young adult. It's like yeah. nothing is exact and you just have to balance it out. And uh, yeah, I, I, I'm like, we, we send Nora into the bedroom because she just goes so hard and then throws like a five minute tantrum and then is completely exhausted and crashes and, and sleeps like a rock. So we, and we like to, Beck and I aren't on the same sleep schedule. Mm. Becky goes to sleep like the same time Nora does. And then I, you know, I just had a coffee at uh, six o'clock, 45 <laughs> minutes ago. So, you know, I got a lot of survivor left in me. Um, <laughs> so us all hopping into bed is, you know, not something that happens maybe as much as it should, but, uh, or as much as, or whatever, nothing should. Um, so we've been doing her in the crib and she's fine, but if she is fussy or sick, we pull her right out of there. I mean, there's no point in like getting up out of bed five times to go check on her in the middle of the night and sleeping like shit. We can just bring her in, wrap her up, toss her in with us. It's fine. There's not, I mean, the whole smothering thing, I stopped worrying about that at like six months. Once they can kind of squirm, yeah, yeah. you know, you're I gonna mean, feel her. You're gonna feel her. Yeah. She'll be able to get out. It's fine, you know. Yeah. Take that to the bank. Take it to the bank, <laughs> dude. It's interesting. When I last came here and saw how you and you and Becky are with Nora, I realized that I'm actually kind of a, a hover, like a helicopter parrot, because like <clears throat> I'm always wondering. Like she's climbing on stuff. I'm always there to catch her if she falls, you know. And then I realized like. She's okay, and if she does fall, she'll learn from. No, that, you you're know? probably right. I mean, my kid is gonna, <laughs> my kid is a, a lunatic, and she will definitely hurt herself a lot. I, uh, it's true. I mean, Evie hurts herself, but it's never like catastrophic. Yeah, you know? yeah. they learn from it. You really just have to be like, are they gonna die or yeah. lose an eye? <laughs> If they're not gonna die or lose an eye, it's like <laughs> let it happen. Dude, Evie's at this phase where she loves climbing on everything. And it's like, I want to encourage her to climb because mm-hmm. that's, you know, that's awesome. the independence, right? But it's like, also, I don't want her to hurt herself. Mm-hmm. It's, so it's what is she tough. climbing on? Um, just like furniture, book, okay. bookshelves. Yeah. Yeah. Bookshelves, <laughs> you got to be careful. Dude, no, yeah, she's not actually. those things to the wall. No, no, it's not that bad. She climbs up on this, like, we have this little bench that we, right by our door that we put our shoes on. We sit mm-hmm. down and put our shoes on. She climbs up that and she loves light switches. And so it's just that's where there's like three light switches and she'll just go through and flick them all on and mm-hmm. off for 10 minutes. You know? Yeah. Well, that's like I, I so awesome Mary, for yeah. a little baby to do. I mean, the power of like, yeah. my dad said this cause we were over there and uh, picked her up one night and she had been flicking the light switches and he put it perfectly. It's just like them being able to do something mm-hmm. that affects the whole room yeah. and is like, clearly they're doing it like that amount of power. They just eat it up. Yeah. I it. mean, it's, it's magical. Like, yeah. Arthur C. Clarke said, sufficient technology is indistinguishable from magic. So, like, future technologies that we never thought of, mm-hmm. you know, to them, that's that's pure magic. To mm-hmm. us, it's just, you know, simple, simple yeah. circuitry. But. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah, be careful. You might get burned at the stake, Silicon Valley, <laughs> looking at you. Um, all right. Well, Dom, what else you got on that notepad? You're right. the only one that's prepared over here. Yeah, yeah. I'm ready to rip. So, um I got a little quiz for you guys, and it's a competition of sorts. I know you guys are both competitive What people. are the stakes? Stakes. Yes. Um, so, 
pretty much I'm going to uh, ask you a question. You only get one guess per question. And uh, <clears throat> first one to get it wins. Okay? All right. All right. Which is the first sense a baby acqu- acquires after birth? Hearing. Smell. Wrong on both accounts. Oh, I'll give you two more guesses. It's not, uh, it's not eyesight. Sight. It's not eyesight. You guys are. It cool. is sight. It's terrible. This is this is touch. 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 It's touch. Be yeah. touch. <laughs> Who got it first? <laughs> All right, zero points. How many bones does a newborn have? Closest wins. Eighty-eight. Wrong. Two hundred fifty. Ryan's closest. It's three hundred. <laughs> what is the color that babies recognize first? White. Blue. Black. Red. <laughs> okay. All right. What was the most? <laughs> What was the most significant attraction at Khloe Kardashian's baby shower? Khloe Kardashian. No. Then she didn't throw it. <laughs> Kanye West? No. It was an elephant sculpture made of flowers. That's a subjective <laughs> answer. Very subjective. <laughs> at what age? I would have been staring at Kanye the whole time. Yeah, yeah. me too. Kanye wasn't, probably wasn't even Kanye there. wasn't yeah. there. <laughs> at what age do babies start having actual tears? Three months. Uh, one month. Nice, right? That's one month. Wow. Correct. So one nothing. Oh no, he's got two. Oh, you got two? <laughs> Damn it! Yeah. I don't know. What is the actual percentage of babies who are born on their due date? Five percent. Twenty-five percent. Five percent. No what? fucking way, man. <laughs> <laughs> what is the highest number of children born to a single woman? Eight. Seventeen. Oh, rise bo- closer. Oh, total. Yeah. Oh, I was seeing it once. <laughs> yeah. Uh, sorry. Ryan's closer. <laughs> yeah. Like higher or lower? I think it's higher. Fifteen. Higher. Yeah, I want to give you the benefit. Much higher. 30? 69 no. children. Shut up. <laughs> and they stopped there intentionally? I think she had like three sets of seven, but that's 21. What? Yeah. She had like an absurd amount. What was the birth weight of the heaviest baby born to date? 12 pounds, four ounces. That is much higher than that. Yeah, it's got to be at least 15 pounds. 22 pounds. Holy oh, <sighs> fuck, man. What is the highest number of teeth a baby has been born with? Four hundred and sixty. <laughs> <laughs> I've undershot everything. I'm not about to make that mistake. Thirty-two. Again. Um, hold on. Let me guess. Oh, that's a good guess because that's all of them. I'm gonna say sixteen. Sean's closer. Twelve. Yes. What two things can newborns do at the same time that adults cannot? Puke and poop. No. Um. <laughs> sneeze and keep their eyes open. It's b- breathe and swallow. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Breathe and swallow. Well, they can do that at the same time. Think about doing that. Newborns can barely breathe or swallow, <laughs> but they can do both at the same time. That's the key. What is the appropriate, oh, approximate? What is the approximate rate of cesarean deliveries in the U.S.? Forty <clears> percent. <throat> this is according to the 2019 statistics. Yes, I it assume. is. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna go with 33 percent. Sean's closer. 31 percent. Yes. Nice job, guys. I didn't keep score, but. Some two, interesting two, facts two. there. Three, two, two, two. Which you know that it, was interesting. Yeah, it kind of brings me to a little bit of a segue here, and I and I did plan this. So, oh wow! Um, Can I just say one thing? As sixty-nine sure. kids, do you even know their all, all their names? I know sixty-nine people's different people's <laughs> names. What is the tax return like for sixty-nine dependents? I don't think she's from the U.S. Is there a max? Yeah. I mean. At a certain point. That is absurd. That's crazy. Yeah, that's a lot of dependence. Um, well, segue. My segue. I still can't wrap my head around can't that. can't just say segue. <laughs> my se- I'm segueing. <laughs> <laughs> so I told this to Sean uh, over the week, but uh, I think 
my, I'm about to make a prediction, guys, so hold on tight. Um, I think that as we move further on in science and as a society, that most, the majority of babies will be born to C-section. And I think that is because, it, you know, obviously the surgery is going to get easier. And I think people aren't going to want to push it. What's the current percentage? I already 31%. Forgot. 31? Yeah. Hmm. I disagree. You disagree? I think it's actually going to go the other way. Like, when C-sections first came out, I know for, this is an interesting perspective because my wife's from Peru, and she says that majority of births are C-sections. She was a scheduled C-section. Both of her, or her sister was too. And it was encouraged because it was less dangerous. But I think that we're getting to a point where we realize, or not where we realize, but where we have the right support structure set up where a natural birth isn't as uh, dangerous, I guess. I mean, that's historically the things that are more dangerous, we do more now because they're not as dangerous as they were. You know, so I'm, I'm with I Ryan. I need an I think example. Think, how many people s- did skydiving in the 1700s? Fair. You know? It's a good example. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to be so aggressive. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, or like driving a car really fast. We got seatbelts, we got safer cars, we're apt to do that. I think that makes sense. It's a better example. But, I mean, you talked about having a scheduled C-section. I think society will move towards, like, that being an attraction, like, being able to say, my baby's coming on this day, and then they plan for that. I think that's already happened, and I think we're getting on the other other side of that. You think so? I don't know. Um, At this point in time, I mean, I for me... There's been a lot of people that I know have have gotten pregnant, you know, recently, mm-hmm. and the vast majority, vast, have been C-sections, and I think they're just becoming more and more common, really, because it's an easier surgery now because they know what they're doing, and and I think they recovery-wise, worse though, it's sort of a well, you, easy I now, mean, worse in... later. Is that what is that what we're into? We'd rather have that. I think they'll get to a point where recovery won't even be that. I like w- walking again. Is is the is the recovery part right for the for the women and like obviously passing gas and stuff? All right, let's come on, come on. <laughs> well, I mean that literally when you... I I don't know what a C-section recovery entails. My wife actually gave birth with at home with us with three amazing midwives and no pain medicine mm-hmm. the way and... God intended. Yeah. Darn. Well, that's that's the thing. I think that. <laughs> I right, well, go ahead, Rev. <laughs> Don't don't I'm uh, you guys are gonna make me sound like I'm in and in, in evangelizing this, but what the fuck did you just say? <laughs> I would say that I would Where have, do you uh, record your podcast, by the way? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I would have had my daughter's birth no other way. In the same bed that she was conceived in, I'm holding her there. These three midwives were with my wife and me the whole time, like amazing people and they're great at their job but at the same time if we had a kid again it w- i don't think it would be that day, that way i think it would be in hospital it might even be a c-section you know and mm-hmm. that's and that's perfectly fine with me too you know and that's why it's like for me it's like what whatever way it happens is the perfect way it happens yeah, exactly you know? i yeah and i agree with that i'm just saying that i'm i, I think we'll we might see more c-sections maybe as the only person here who has seen it both ways don't rub that in my face. It I was mean, not my choice. I'm just saying. 
<laughs> it wasn't my choice to. Ha- well, it was kind of our choice to. No, it wasn't our choice to have a C-section this time. It was what needed to happen. And uh, I'd rather they push them out, but whatever's safest for the baby is going to happen. I hope that it doesn't get reduced to C-sections are, you know, more, you know, we have that procedure down and we can get them out that way because I think it's just like, just like we don't want to learn foreign languages via FaceTime, I think there's just something human, something mammal about pushing mm-hmm. that thing out. Well, uh, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, they're bought, um, it should be the default. Yeah, I agree. You know? Dude, the, the other thing about the in Peru is it wasn't only that it was safer, it was also that it was more convenient because mm-hmm. you could schedule a C-section, have them in and out at a certain time. If, if they had a natural birth, it could last 24 hours. Right. And, and that's a bed that's being <clears throat> taken up for that long and nurses and stuff. That's, so that's true. I think that's another side where the hospitals might even push for more C-sections. Oh, where the hospital's not making enough money? <laughs> no. <laughs> Pharma, where do you work again? <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Come on. Sorry. Step off the gas I know. here. Uh, season two, I'm fired yeah, up, man. Yeah, no, that's fine. I'm fired that's up. Fine. The thing is, it's all I'm saying is that one, I don't have too much faith in this next generation. I think that. Oh come on, come kids on, are dude. Soft. I hate I hearing more, that shit. I have, more I have faith, way more faith. I have in more this faith than one. ever, dude. I have faith in my daughter. I do, hundred percent, because I I know who's. You know, I just this. I just think that. Dude, 2020, 2020 showed me what society could get through. Twenty twenty one is. It's already been smooth sailing 2021, yeah, right? Yeah. No real conflict? <laughs> nah. <laughs> Today is January planned. 5th. <laughs> well, I'm glad to, uh, that was a good conversation. But well, I, I will. I want to bring up another thing that we uh, touched on when you brought this up the other day. Not about C-sections first, anything, but just about uh, you know the advancements in technology. And this is something that uh, you know our listeners might might have heard before on another podcast, but they were... Talking about embryo selection and being able to mm-hmm. avoid birth defects yeah. by uh, selecting an embryo. And this is obviously something that is relatively new technology. And, uh, you know, now it's kind of a that's class like, thing where not everybody has access to it. But that's like CRISPR where they're editing the genes, right? Not like that. No. More like uh, instead of – it's artificial insemination uh, – by selecting the embryos, the eggs, and the and the sperm that are best suited to have a healthy baby. Huh. So this sounds kind of scientific and sci-fi and far out, but the guy that I was listening to talk about it basically said that uh, this is the future and that really? this will be the default and that anybody who has a baby via conception naturally will be looked at like an anti-vaxxer yeah, because you are risking fucking nuts, having man. birth defects that are going to possibly take tax dollars. You're and... always risking stuff in life, though. Yeah. But I think it does. You're, you're risking taking away from the uniqueness of that child in the same sense, aren't you? Well, I don't know. I think there's an argument that every child is unique. I mean, it's... Uh... I guess what, what I'm thinking of more is like gene editing with CRISPR where they can go in and like turn off a gene. And yeah, it's like... That it, I'm not into and i i'm not into this other thing either Sounds i like want to have sex it. i don't <laughs> <laughs> it's just yeah i mean it's interesting to think about like i i don't doubt it that, that in yeah. the future there will be people like that who says like having a natural birth is too dangerous too risky too risky it's, it's not worth it 
Yeah. And then if something does happen, you know, there's going to be some shame there. You know, it's like, oh, this technology is available. And it's like, oh, you couldn't afford this. And you had to have a had to have a natural conception. It's like, dude, that'll just increase the stigma on people with developmental disabilities. For sure. Which is not good. But that doesn't change the fact that it might be the future. Mm-hmm. You know, but doesn't that know. come down to convenience? Just like my argument for the C-section, it comes down to like, it wouldn't it be more convenient? I'm not sure convenience is the right word. You know, I think the thing that the argument people would make is that you're reducing suffering by these people not having these mm-hmm. developmental disabilities. But at the same time, some people with developmental disabilities I know are the happiest people you could ever. I don't think reducing suffering is going to be the argument. I think it's going to be an economic argument. Really, tax dollars for handicapped individuals, uh, and it, I think it's going to be something as cutthroat as that, which I'm not for yeah. that argument. But just you know, look at the way society interprets everything. You know, it's like make some money, fuck everybody. Yeah, financial first. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I didn't really think that that this guy was making any sense until he made the anti-vaxer comparison because then it's just like oh you want to do something the natural way but you're risking this other thing that might put somebody in a hospital that might suck some money out of the economy i was like oh that is a hundred percent how legislation is going to interpret this shit might be illegal in 50 years to have a baby via i mean it's crazy it's crazy and it it makes me think think about vaccines like it goes back to like, I don't know. I might go on the verge of sounding crazy here, but like, do it. I'm not going to accept, you know, just go into the doctor's office. They say you have all these vaccines, and you just say okay, and you don't even, you don't even look into it at all. Like, I'm going to investigate it. I'm going to understand it. Obviously, like the live vaccines, they've saved millions of lives. They've, I've had them. You know, they're great, and I want those to be done. But it's like new vaccines that come out all the time, like the coronavirus vaccine, I'm not just going to take it because that's what society expects. I'm going to look into it. And if it, you know, we, we'll see how the effect it has. And if it has, you know, good, if, whatever, if it is, if it's positive, then maybe I'll take it. But I'm, gonna get I don't know. Two. I'm not getting, I'm not jumping in line. That's for certain. Yeah. You know, if, you know, if it comes down to it, my job says you got to get this, we're going back to work. You got to have it. And I'll get it, but I the think... way I, yeah the way I see it, it's like it's not like life or death either way. It's like it's not like a huge deal. It's just yeah. like I think I'm the perfect candidate to get it. You know, I would like if there's a bunch of risk. I don't want like babies and stuff to try it. I don't want really mm-hmm. old people that are vulnerable to try it. I want us to burn this thing out on 25 to 35 year olds that can take it. Yeah, you I know, mean, I would volunteer for it. And uh, honestly, I trust the science, and I'm. I'm down with it. Like I'll, I'll take one. And, uh, possibly the biggest factor is me just wanting to get the fuck back to normal. Yeah. yeah. Me I mean, too. that's the, I, I agree. It's a blessing to have the vaccine because it's going to hopefully, you know, put an end to this whole social isolation. Yeah. Do you guys see like not wearing masks in public again anytime soon? Do you guys I see hope. that? Shaking hands, hugging people. I don't know if we'll ever will ever like even 10 years from now go back to that yeah i don't think so either i see people on tv like dapping up and hugging i'm like gross i I think it'll be something that like the majority of people go back to normal and there's a a portion 
that doesn't go back to normal. I'm all about the elbow bump. I think that's the new cool thing. That's where you sneeze. <laughs> what? You sneeze not on, on the inside side of, the of the elbow. elbow. Oh, you're not doing a like an NFL thing. What? No, oh, that would be cool. That'd be cool yeah. though, right? <laughs> no, I'm all about like just bumping the bone. I don't know. It's too much. Do a hip. You're right. You know? Oh, hip checks are just fun. a little booty bump. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if anything goes back, but it it seems like one of those things where it's not going to be a united front where like no. everybody goes back or nobody goes back. I think, you know, the vast majority of people, I think, are going to go back to normal in whatever it takes, five years or what, whatever. It might take a while. Um, but some some people won't, for sure. Agreed. Yeah. So, I mean, this is a perfect time to move. Segway? Segway. I'm segwaying again. (laughs) Oh, there I go again, segwaying. We got an email from a great friend of the pod, GFOP, uh, Allie P. Thank you for the email. And I, I, you know, there was tons of questions on it. I think we'll get to them as we we go through. I picked three. Um, I know how competitive you guys are. So my first question to you is, are you going to be the coaching type of dad or the sideline type of dad? I'm going to fight the coach oh. on the sideline. <laughs> um, you're asking if we're going to volunteer to coach the team or just like be on the sideline and be okay with it. Is there a middle option where we're like screaming at the players from the sideline? What about what about being the ref? Oh. Can I do that? Do you, you like... I don't know, man. <laughs> I, this is up to you guys. All right, you go first, right? Yeah, right. Go, go ahead. Take it away. Coach I, I honestly... I wouldn't mind being a coach. I feel like I even, you know, when I thought about what I want to do in my life, when I used to play hockey, I would be like, playing, being a hockey coach, that'd be fun. You know, you get to interact with these kids. Some of the best people in my life, the most, uh, like, empowering and, like, uh, helped me were coaches, gym teachers, people like that. So, like, I think it's a cool opportunity. But at the same time, I don't know if that's what I'm, I want to do. We'll see. But I'm definitely going to, like play sports with her all the time and like teach her everything i know about whatever sports she wants to learn you know mm-hmm. i just think it's a cool opportunity one interesting thing i wanted to talk to you guys about was like do you let your daughter win or do you always be competitive and this is something that like people look at me like oh crazy when i say like i don't want her to have any f- too free of a win because like it takes away from her experience if she works her whole life from the time she's like five playing me in basketball one-on-one till the time she's 14 if she finally beats me fair and square that's got to be like the most empowering thing mm-hmm. ever mm-hmm. yeah but if i just let her win every time and then she's like eventually she's better than me she doesn't even realize how or like where that happened you know yeah i mean i think of course there's like a, a balance but i don't know i thought those i i tell my sister like i'm gonna be pretty competitive with her i'm not mm-hmm. gonna let her win no freebies you know and she's like you're crazy man <laughs> yeah i was watching the pga it must have been it wasn't the other day i always say the other day and it was like four months ago so but <laughs> it was they, during COVID. they had like a segment where they talked about like when was the first time you beat your dad in golf and like <clears throat> a lot of the guys were like oh yeah 11 or 12 years old which is just insane it's incredible but it made me ask myself like what am I trying to do here? Am I raising a professional athlete? Yes. No. Oh. <laughs> I, you know, I don't... You're not? Well, you know, if Why she not? wants to go that route, then she can. But I'm just saying, like, I need to manage my expectations a little mm. bit. So I think you it's need to point. find a balance between, 
you know, between I think being competitive and letting her win. I, I'm going to be competitive as hell, though. Yeah, it's a good point. What What is your objective? What's your yeah, goal? Yeah, exactly. Is it to make the most competitive person ever, or is it to connect? Right. You know? Yeah, I think you just follow the kids' interests and whatever they want to do. You do whatever you can to make them priority one enjoy it, and priority two get the most out of it. Right. Um, for me, for kids and sports in particular, I am going to be very competitive and uh becky is too you know when i met and as far as the like the coaching question and stuff we'll get to that uh but beck was coaching varsity soccer when i met her um and then i teamed up with her and we coached together which we're never going to do again (laughs) but we will coach separately um but as for uh being competitive I'll give a shout out to my dad. Uh, there's a way to be to go a hundred percent against your kid and still let them win. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. You stack the odds against yourself. You play horse if they're a basketball player. Yeah, you, yeah. You play ox and they play horse. You mm-hmm. know, they just need to get you twice to win. And then you play pig and then you play fuck or whatever the hell four letter hey word now. you want to play. And then eventually you're playing horse against each other. That's but, a good point. You know, you can you can make it more fair because obviously it's not fair being a five-year-old going against a 30-year-old. Exactly. But there should be a way where you can, because there's something to be said for showing them how it should be done. And Mm -hmm. if you can do that while giving them a chance, I think that's the road. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, coach dad or sideline dad? Uh, it'll depend. Uh, Beck and I both can coach soccer or basketball. Uh, she could probably also coach softball. Um, we take on a lot, and our schedule's not that uh, roomy. So I think if there's anybody capable, we'll let them coach. Mm-hmm. But if it looks like we're the best parent to do the job, one of us will 100% coach. Yeah, that's what I was thinking as well. I mean, I Did you know, any of your... Your parents coach you guys growing up? Yeah, my dad coached us playing soccer when we were really young, and then uh, what do you think? I, it was really young, honestly. I don't have too thick of a memory of it, um, but I'm sure he did a great job. And my dad coached me when I was like old enough to like when it was kind of in that like awkward um, growth phase where like kids are kind of like. Um, just inappropriate and stuff Mm -hmm. and the lock boys like five to 25 (laughs) i was thinking more around like 12 13 but like especially in the hockey in the locker room it's like it's like not normal talk you know yeah Yeah. and so when my dad was there i appreciated him and i loved him and i really appreciate his support and whatever but at the same time, there was this part of me that was like, I wish I could just, he wasn't here so I could be myself more. Yeah. And coaches, they're they're pretty good about realizing that and they'll leave the locker room and let you guys be, you know, kids and not really get into it. But uh, I, I hope that if I am in that position, I mean, this is the dream, that they will be comfortable enough to, like, be open even if it's, like, uncomfortable. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I mean, yeah. I coach soccer. Uh, it's the politics in club soccer was so when club is essentially when it starts getting pretty serious for mm-hmm. kids, you know, and 
and parents are paying a ton of money, so their mm-hmm. expectations are higher. So the politics in club soccer make me want to be a sideline dad so badly. Um, but as they're coming up through a sport, like, you know, little tykes, like five to 10, I would absolutely be a coach dad. But as soon as they start getting into like the, the kids are starting to realize like, she he's her dad and she's playing more than I am type thing. And then that comes into play. That's when I'm out. I I think, you know, middle school, high school, I'm not, I'm going to be a sideline. Well, would you be, I kind of feel like you would be the type of coach where like, if you're coaching a team, I think you'd be harder on your own kid. Sit your ass down. Yeah. Like like if I, if I send, if I tell somebody on the side, like I coach, uh, or not anymore, but coach 10 year old boys. Mm Mm-hmm eight, nine, and 10. So I would tell them something while they're on the sideline. You send them out, they immediately don't do it. <laughs> and if that's my kid, yeah, you're pulling them. You subbed immediately, like yeah. 10 seconds yeah. in, you're subbed back out. And I'm going to reiterate what I just said. Yeah. It's tough when it's somebody else's kid. So I, I don't know. I have a feeling like I wouldn't get that called out for being like easier on my kid. Mm-hmm. I don't think you would either. Yeah, I know, but at, at the same time, it's like, what if, yeah. They can just look at the paper and see, oh, Kaforia, Kaforia, and they'll be like, they're being favored. That's yeah. how people are. In yeah, the, that's true. Parents that's true. parents are like that. It, yeah, it gets like that. So that's something I don't really want to have. And I'm not going to be the sideline dad that's like, oh, the coach should be doing this, that, and the other thing. Mm. You know, that's his team, and he can do whatever he wants. And honestly, like, coaching at a young age is great. You give your kid the fundamentals and then move on. But having them have to work for somebody else, a stranger, is a, a valuable skill set right. that they're going to need yeah. when they're in college with professors that are not as nice as their high school teachers, when they're in the, in the uh, you know, looking for a job, when they have a job that they don't like, and when those their boss first, is a dick. Those first years are the most important because you're, you're not teaching them like exactly – what to do you're teaching them how to learn how mm-hmm. to grow yeah. how to be a good point. you know athlete yeah you know, and i or whatever I, we talked about it with when you talked about gymnastics sean uh in, in like an earlier pod mm-hmm. and like kids i think respond to a stranger more better than they would respond to you so for the development of your kid in that sport it'd probably be better to yeah. have a stranger coaching yeah, them. that's a good yeah. point you know yeah yeah yeah, that was good, hey, guys. This is great. <laughs> so, uh, another question from Ali P: How is having a baby? How has having a baby changed your social life? And I'll, you know, I'll start. Essentially, essentially, it's gone. Yeah, social life. <laughs> no, I mean, COVID has has played a hard, large part of my fatherhood. Yeah, the entire part. No. So, uh, my social life hasn't really taken a hit quite yet. I mean, it's. Per- I would blame more of it on COVID than anything else. So I don't know. She, you know, I definitely am less apt to answer a group text. (laughs) That answers your question. Yeah. I haven't really hung out with like any of my friends that much since Evie was born. I mean, probably went out like once or twice with my old high school friends to just to catch up. And I'm okay with that. You know, it's like before, like years in the past, I wanted to go out every night and I wanted to hang out with them and just that was what I kind of lived for. And now I got, you know, something, something else to live for, which is mm. like a baby yeah. and a daughter. And it's like, I don't know, every day I can connect with them. I definitely miss, you know, seeing my friends as much as I, I did. Mm-hmm. But I think also it opens up more avenues, just different avenues, like going and 
hanging out with other parents, you know, getting the kids together. It's tough during COVID, but I know that's going to open up more. And uh, I'm excited for it to meet other parents, you know. It'll be fun. Yeah. Yeah, we should throw a brand new dad shindig, I think. We should. That would absolutely. be a blast. A survivor. When you guys were talking about <laughs> soccer, I was thinking about in the future when our all our daughters are probably going to be playing together. Game, yeah. It's going to be so cool. Yeah, it's going to be wild. Yeah. Go tailgate their post- yeah. games. I, I, uh, I got a little taste of like, you know, being new parents with a with a newborn before COVID took over, and Beck and I have been trying to make a conscious effort to not let it limit our interaction with other people and not let it limit what we want to do and what makes us feel fulfilled and happy. That's good, dude. I respect that because you gotta have you gotta set your values and like connecting to other people in life should be one of the top Mm -hmm. values no matter what yeah and there's lots of stuff to gain you know i mean i don't want to go down to the burlington bar scene anymore yeah you know i don't want to roll down there with the friends and and try to you know mac and find the 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 whatever the kids are saying (laughs) but but what i do want to do and what i had already done before covid hit is take my daughter to see some live music. Yeah, dude. I did mm-hmm. that for the first time last week at a place I used to work at, Zen Barn. It's this little, small little restaurant in, yeah, in awesome. Waterbury. Yeah, you've been there, right? Yeah. We don't get free ads, so if you wouldn't mind moving <laughs> on. <thanks. laughs> we'll bleep yeah. the name. <laughs> but uh, Seven bucks, Zen Barn. Bleep, bleep. <laughs> dude, I was, I actually, I don't know if you guys seen this Disney movie called Soul. Just came out. Just watched it. It's awesome. It's awesome, dude. And I, we watched the night before, and I was going to go to this live music. Disney, just seven bucks. <laughs> dude, hear this. I was going to go to this live music, just me and Mary, and just be like, oh, it's uh, a date night, and Evie's going to stay home. And then I thought about that movie, and it's like, this could be her spark, you know, oh, yeah. watching live music. Mm-hmm. And we, I put her in that chair. Usually she's she doesn't like being stuck in one place, not being yeah. able to move. But she sat in there for 10 minutes and watched this one solo act. I actually know the guy. is uh, Marshall Dominguez. Oh, yeah. Shout yeah. out, Marshall. Yeah. He's a great no, dude. No free ads, also. No. <laughs> <laughs> you can Venmo me. Yeah. <laughs> no, but he, he just was doing his thing. And Evie was just watching him straight up for locked. Like 10 minutes, locked yes. in. And I'm like, I was, I was thrilled because it's mm-hmm. like it turned in like for me, it was like, oh, a time to relax, get away from from Evie and get a break and you know that happens you know you, you need a break from the kids once in a while mm-hmm. and uh it Monday night in. six to seven <laughs> <laughs> six to seven oh, well, that's seven twenty <laughs> but <laughs> but yeah it turned into this great evening with all three of us and it was great I want to go out to more live music with them yeah mm-hmm. it's awesome and like I I think you also should try to set the tone for the rest of your friends that are going to have kids that it's yeah. important to get out and do that stuff. I mean, Nora's been on a, on a bar crawl. Mm-hmm. She went on a pe- We went on a pizza crawl. That's awesome. Through downtown. Uh, you know, she's been ripping it up and we were, we were probably like the first baby in, you know, basically all of my friendship circles. Hmm. You know, I've got my hometown buddies. I've got, Beck's group of, of friends and their friends that I've, you know, became really close with, uh, seven or eight years ago. And then I've got my college friends and your business partners and my business partners (laughs) and all of them were childless when I had Nora. So we, uh, 
you know. So we you think you started a trend? So this is all your fault. I think it's all uh, my credit. Yeah. And you're welcome. Uh, but more importantly, I think you know we it, we should just try to keep happy, you know. And that doesn't mean go out and do a bunch of stuff. Beck and I like to go out and do a bunch of stuff. If you like to stay in and be with each other or write or watch or listen or whatever you like to do, you should really, really, really try to make a conscious effort to keep doing you after you have a baby. Yeah, and to that, I think I see myself outside of COVID being the type of like an introverted family. It's just like you got you and back. I appreciate everything because you guys are always looking for new friends and new connections that you can make. (laughs) Whereas I'm looking to keep my circle very tight. We like to cultivate connections. Yes, you do. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I just, is there anything wrong with like wanting and like a, like a, just a one-on-one-on-one type thing. Type. Absolutely not. There's I don't nothing think wrong so. With that. No, no, not at all. And this is this is the first time that I've been like away from the new baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, and <sighs> it feels good. I know that she's happy and safe. Yeah. And she's only like 500 yards away, which helps. Uh, but I, I, I think it is important to keep keep yourself afloat you know mentally and emotionally uh and physically and all all of those things and uh you'll find that it's not as tough as you think it is beforehand because i have a lot of a lot of friends that are kind of on the on the verge they're pretty close to like wanting to start a family they want to start a family but they're they're not into it yet and they're all kind of scared that they're going to lose lose out on these things that they like to do. Hmm. And the reality is mm-hmm. a lot of those things change. Mm-hmm. You just won't like to do those things. You won't want to do them. You're yeah. not missing out on something that you're not desiring. So yeah. if like, you know, going out on the town is your thing, or if, you know, the weekend trips with the boys are the thing, you're just going to find that you're not missing out when you're not missing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. So though, I'm segueing again. <laughs> uh, yeah, perfect. Uh, pros and cons of having babies in the time of COVID. Definite, a uh, lot of pros. Huge pro. Yeah. Like, I'll start it out. Like, there was, my job was not in session. <laughs> like, yeah. the jobs were just not a thing. Yeah. <laughs> no, but for real, like, I wasn't working because I, uh, I worked at a restaurant when mm-hmm. Evie was born and the restaurants were shut down for like close to six months, I think. Yep. And so I spent the first six, seven months pretty much every day with my daughter and with my wife. And it's incredible. And it makes me upset that in our society parents fathers have to go back to work within a couple weeks a lot of times and it's like you're missing out on some of the best prime time you know for your daughter and uh it's kind of sad yes i'm incredibly grateful that i got that time and when i went back to work it felt like it was okay you know like i'm going back to work this is what i have to do this is you know for the family but i got all that time to be with her so Mm -hmm. it's like 
she's all set. She's good. She doesn't she, she doesn't need me all the time, you know. And uh, yeah, and the I guess the con would be we haven't got a lot of chances for Evie to be with other children, yep. which kind of sucks, you know. She's mainly sees other adults, you know, and um, the adults obviously love her, but t- you got to be around peers, you yeah, know, for sure. Yeah. What about you? I, uh, I, you know, you don't miss a damn thing, which is amazing. And like Ryan said, it's, it's, you, we're extremely fortunate to, to be able to spend this time, which we wouldn't have gotten had we not been in this mess. But it's like, I mean, as far as cons go, see, you know, see, you, you get to see, how oh, I don't really don't know how to describe this. Um, like, you're just, you don't get a break ever. <clears throat> and, and that's not with the baby. That's like with baby and mom. You don't get a break from mom. Yeah. Which is tough. And you don't, it's not even just, it's not necessarily baby or mom. It's just everybody needs a little bit of contrast you need to switch things up you need a little bit of change and sometimes it's as simple as having your sunday league soccer game mm-hmm. or whatever it is yeah and when all that shit is shut down I it's think tough everybody benefits from just getting out of the house and it's just been really hard that you're not really able to do that anymore i know i'm looking forward to whenever i think things are going to get better quickly mm-hmm. and uh I'm really looking forward to warm weather when I think a lot of the things that we've been missing, we're going to be able to do again. And our friend group in particular is about to have a bunch of baby girls. It's going to be crazy. That are like definitely going to want to hang out. Yeah, it's super cool. And I think uh, it's going to be cool to split off. I want all the dads to like take all the kids and go do something and give all the women like the day off, you know, and yeah. and then uh, cash in, yeah, and send all the kids with the women so that we can go do something. Dude, uh, if it, it feels good to give your your wife a break, you for know, sure. and just take does, take yeah. take the take your daughter for a, a while, and I mean, it makes me think of like when you're with your child. At least for me, I, I don't think this is only me. It's like there's always this weight of responsibility on you and it can be draining i mean it's a good thing to have you know it feels yeah. good it's meaningful but it can be draining if you're always you know being responsible for such an important thing in your life you mm-hmm. know the most most important thing mm-hmm. in your life so i think you, you got to be able to balance that um the weight of that responsibility my struggle is not like i'm fine like responsibility wise it's like yeah I, you know i'm here to to make sure she stays safe but it's just like the scheduling of it all is what's been weighing on me lately. I mean, two month old baby, I'm constantly thinking of her as like a ticking time bomb. Like essentially like (laughs) she's got an hour and a half until she starts crying again because she wants to eat, you know? And then like, it's just like, I'm constantly thinking of just what the next thing is. And I'm not really able to relax and enjoy. Mm, I feel you, man. You know, you got to do some, some, some breathing meditation yeah, get, you think get in so? the present moment dude no but I feel you you're always thinking about what's next you know because yeah. you want to be prepared for exactly. it exactly yeah yeah, yeah. Because, I'm like, struggling with a little bit of grass is greener yeah because I've got a one and a half year old almost that uh, I have things that I need to do for that kid 
that I don't need to do for this new baby. And this new baby is easy in a lot of ways and a little bit tougher in some other ways. So I'm, I'm finding myself in positions where I'm just like the energy of this 14 month old at times is, is exhausting. And I'm like wishing that she was this little baby that just sleeps all the time and nurses and does nothing else. I can't imagine having another baby right now. And then then we have this little one. I'm right there with you. I have this little one. And I, I distinctly remember in the hospital, you know, like day one with this kid, she's just crying, you know, nothing out of the ordinary. And I'm just thinking like, what are you crying about? Like you, you don't even know how good you have it. And then I'm like, I'm, this kid is a day old. Yeah. Like, uh, why wouldn't they be crying at every single thing that happens? Like, I'm expecting this little nugget to appreciate something that my 14-month-old doesn't even really appreciate. And I'm expecting my 14-month-old to be as calm as this little baby. And I'm, I've, I've definitely got some, some grass is greener going on yeah. right now. And I'll tell you what. Just like everything with parenting, no matter what you're frustrated about, no matter what is like really, really tough in the moment, there's these little resets that happen, whether it's like your brand new baby smiling after she's been like crying and shitting Mm -hmm. nonstop at 5 a.m. or your 14 month old that is really frustrating you with this sort of uh, mischievous new personality that she's got and then does something totally endearing, like trying to get a high five out of your brand new baby. Mm. (laughs) Those things just reset every bit of frustration that you've got and it all just evaporates instantly. So I've never had anything like that in my life where I don't hold on to the anger and frustration. Yeah, 100%. It just is gone. You can't stay mad. You can't. The thing is, like, you can have a screaming baby. So this has happened to me before. She's just screaming, screaming, screaming. She hates her swaddle, but that she can only sleep through the night in a swaddle. So And you're like, we have no choice. You dummy. <laughs> I know what you want. Yeah. You just want to go to sleep. But she'll be like screaming, 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 and then finally just womp head fall on your chest and just be out and it's just like oh my god you are the sweetest thing ever yeah. like literally just a flip of the switch you know yeah it's crazy how it fast is, it, it's it happens yeah. yeah and and like i said nothing has ever been able to calm me down quickly mm-hmm. except for these yeah. little babies there are those moments that just make you like it makes you realize yeah how grateful we are you know yeah yeah it's wild crazy I wanted to bring up one one thing that is interesting that neither of you had have experience with. My wife doesn't. We never did bottle. My wife just breastfeeds Evie all the time. Mm-hmm. So you know, Evie has to be you know with pretty much by her within every like three four hours. Sometimes she can go like six hours if she's good. Oh shit! But because uh, she's eating a lot of other food now, you yeah, know, solid food. So, nice. but. I gave her a bottle once and I thought it was really nice. It was like a, a real bonding moment. And that was the only time I did it. So like for feeding goes mo- like mom is pretty much a hundred percent for her. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of wondering like, am I missing out on some bonding experiences here? You know? Yeah. I, I love feeding my daughter. Yeah. It's it's like, she's just staring at you the whole time and just jug, jug, jugging away. It's awesome. 
It sounds awesome, yeah. Yeah, and but at the same time, I don't know. It sometimes like my daughter's very, very picky about the temperature of the milk. So like you don't you're not missing out on that thing. Either. She reminds me of you when you were yeah. younger. <laughs> my God. The other night. So this might be an ad for gripe water. Gripe water, seven bucks whenever you're ready. Gripe water. Yeah, mama's bliss or whatever. You know what? what gripe water is essential. I'll go ahead and reduce that. Yeah. Six bucks. <laughs> so that good. The other night, I bring up a bottle for just her and I, and uh, she's like, I'm trying to give it to her, and she's like sucking on it and then starts just freaking screaming, she's not liking it. I'm like, what's going on? Is the temperature not good enough? I bring it downstairs. And, uh, like I freaking, I was like, she's still screaming. She's still screaming. And then I, you know, I bring it back up. Still not good enough. I'm like, what the hell is going on? She must be something with her stomach. So I, I heard Sean and Beck used a lot, used a good amount of gripe water. So I just, I tried it and friggin' I gave her two milliliters. You put it in a little syringe thing and you just give it to her. She sucked it right down. And then thir- not 30 seconds later, she lets out the longest fart I've ever heard in my life. And she looked at me and as if to say, bring back that bottle. <laughs> like, finally. Yeah. So I brought it back up and we were locked into that thing. I think she drank like four and a half ounces, which is a lot for her. So she chugged that thing in like literally two minutes. It was amazing. Four and a half ounces of gripe water? No. <laughs> milk. <laughs> Sorry. Did, was that confusing? I think... By now, bit. everybody's up to so I, I get it. The whole the bottle thing was always breast milk. Yeah. I gave her a little gripe water in between. Mm-hmm. Helped yeah. me get through that. Yeah, yeah. And then, yeah gripe water is awesome. We actually haven't used it at all on the new one. Um, but Nora would get fussy a little bit and not want to go to sleep, which still happens. I mean, that kid does not want to sleep. She just wants to really? play and go hard and... I mean, she drains the tank and then crashes really, really hard. Really? And when she was a baby, it was kind of the same thing. She'd be really tired and just be whiny and fussy. A little bit of gripe water goes a long way. Um, we actually found out after using it for like a month or two that we were using one-tenth of the dosage that you're yeah. supposed to use. Yeah. <laughs> we give her like a couple drops of that. Yeah, thing. it literally <laughs> says like two milliliters up to 15 times a day. <laughs> but we were pretty reserved with it, but it still worked uh, really well for her. And uh, yeah, it's, it's awesome. We've been thinking about putting chamomile in the bath when we give her a bath because mm-hmm. we, we give Evie a bath every night mm. and put some of that in to help her sleep but uh, I, think it, I think it could be helpful yeah yeah. I was wondering <clears throat> I think you guys talked about this on the last podcast but I want to bring this up taking a bath with your daughter mm-hmm. love it I take a bath with my daughter every night and up until she well, was, hold on well, let me guess let me guess you're only on breastfeeding your daughter sleeps with you in bed. I'm going to say you're wearing a snowsuit. <laughs> I'm going to say you're naked. A Speedo. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm, Definitely I'm not kidding. naked. Up until one month, I was naked. Yeah. And I was fine. Yeah. I think it's important to real to make people realize that, you know, sexual organs are not inherently sexual. There's, They're not, you don't have to sexualize everything about a person's body, you know? Yeah, Dom. But at the same time, you know, there comes a point where it's like, I'm just going to wear something so we don't have to deal with you looking, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Ironically enough, that's the point where Dom is finally willing to go nude. 
What? No, I am nude You're now. Waiting I am until... nude now. All right. I'm Give always us... nude. How is that not part of your data's update? Well, I said that already. All right. Well, I think uh, I did. I don't know. What, or was it? That's good, Dom. Yeah, I've been Come naked. <laughs> Tweet us and let us well, know. No, we've been showering. Right. We've been showering, you know, every other day, and I'm naked now. That's so good. I don't know why it was such a big push from you. Why do you want me to be ma- naked with my daughter so badly? But you know, whatever. I'll because do it. Because I can't be naked with you, so your daughter should be. You You've know? been naked with me. I hate That's to break it. That's actually true. <laughs> Yeah, I'm uh, I'm a big fan of of the nakedness, you know, and I don't know when that'll stop, uh, but you know, yeah, it's a feel thing. You'll just be like, I just find weird. it weird that you and Beck won't kiss your baby, but you'll hop in a tub naked. Won't kiss on the lips. Yeah. Uh, no, well, just, they don't kiss the baby at all. What? <laughs> no kisses. <laughs> I've kissed both of my babies dozens of times today. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. I'm not a big fan of walking up to a kid that walked up to me yeah. and kissing them on okay. the mouth. So that's where we're at. You know, I'm not a big fan of that. But I'm also not a big fan of turning away from a one-year-old that is stumbling up to you, trying to give you one of her first kisses ever, and is lining up with your mouth. I'm not a big <laughs> fan of that either. I... <laughs> Denied. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Beck is more anti mouth kiss than I am. Yeah. Uh I'm in, I, I'm ambivalent about it. I have I have <laughs> I'm also technically ambivalent. kissed Nora on the mouth. Well, she's kissed me on the mouth, I'll say. I didn't kiss her on the mouth. I kiss Addie on the mouth all the time. Well, I, I respect bathe that. naked with Nora all the time. <laughs> I also bathe naked. By yourself. <laughs> Dude, Evie, every time she leaves my parents' house, she will give both of her grandparents a smooch on the on the cheek. And it's funny because at first, you know, when they first learn to kiss, they just kind of put their lips and then they move away. But then they learn like about the, you know, and then, and then she gets the smooch down and I'm like, this is, this is awesome. She's doing, every, the, she's doing the, the yeah, smooch She'll part? get the smooch wow. That's yeah. awesome. Nora doesn't even do anything with her mouth. She just leans in and goes, mmm, and like headbutts. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen it. It's hilarious. Very Dude, cute. But like Evie's, she loves the reaction she gets because she hits that smooch and my my dad will just lose it. You know, mm-hmm. my mom loses it, and it's the same with like me and and Mary, and we do the same thing to her. But yeah. like, I don't think I've kissed her on the mouth. Like, it, when it happens, it's kind of like spontaneous and not even. It's not intentional. But yeah, it, but it happens. Accident kind of yeah, happens. And it's, whatever. It's fine. You know, like it's. Yeah whatever it, I think it's like the cutest thing ever yeah but at the same time I'm not gonna like go up and kiss her on the mouth you know yeah I don't think <laughs> that's not what I'm I, mine are also spontaneous if anybody was wondering now I'm just gonna ask you the question Dom that every listener is wondering yeah yep have you me. and Z started kissing in front of the baby yeah yeah we have we I hope so smooch <laughs> smooch <laughs> Dude, honestly, the the best look I get is when me and Mary are really like hugging each other deeply, like really talking to each other, like in, into it. And I look to the side and I see Evie just grinning. That's you know? what I'm talking just about. Just fucking grinning, like, love oh, it. look at Guys, my parents. I'm, yeah, I'm right She's, there with you. Okay, I, you know, I would love that as well. What's my daughter. Up? No, the thing is, it. Yeah, we'll probably. You guys are hugging and kissing. You look over. Your daughter's not even looking at we'll you. Sh- yeah. <laughs> She's just staring off at one of her toys. No, the thing is, guys, is that, yeah, I think the baby will 
have us be more affectionate towards one another. But our relationship isn't about it. That's all I'm going to tell you. That's fine. Yeah. We're just not. Do you? Yeah. I mean, you know, don't do let, you? Don't make do me you? go into this again because I won't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think the listeners me, have had enough. Don't let me bring you down. Our contrast is what keeps this podcast charming. So the thing is, Allie P submitted a question <laughs> and said, does, I think it might have been, why, why don't Dom and Z kiss? Do they kiss their friends more than they kiss each other? It's, and the answer is no. Yeah, yeah. That'd be no. That'd be yeah. weird. Except for that one New Year's Eve where we're all kissing each other. There was a lot of kisses on New Year's <laughs> Eve, but like, you know, maybe on New Year's Eve you did kiss your friends more than thing is I got a lot of kisses that night. <laughs> Z was the only girl. <laughs> yeah. I <laughs> I'm not sure I kissed another girl uh besides Beck that night and that's okay man definitely kiss some other people <laughs> it is okay that's okay kiss your babies on the mouth kiss your male friends on the mouth yeah yeah you know whatever yeah yeah right i think you you uh might have something from the wife yeah let's segue i'm uh, segway. well interestingly enough my wife i was she was wondering this is what oh, a, sorry to interrupt this is the first legitimate from the wives topic what what we do don't mean? have wives. Oh, true. Um, yeah, you have a wife. <laughs> I do. The wedding ring is on. So we're sitting down at lunch today, and I say, you know, I need a from the wives from you. And she doesn't know what that is, so I play a little. <laughs> so you say it in Como se dice from the wife. <laughs> <laughs> no, so I play a little portion of your guys' thing. And she thought what Z said that first time was fucking hilarious. Which was? Which was, uh, how do you have time to do a podcast, but you don't have enough time to do the dishes? Yeah, I hear that every Monday. <laughs> she loved it. <laughs> but uh, you know what she said to me? <laughs> I'd love to hear it. I don't know. <laughs> she, <laughs> she said, what she was listed this, it sounds like Dom never gets angry. Mm-hmm. And I said, let me tell you a little story about growing up with Dom. Let's hear it. <laughs> <laughs> Flashback. But uh, <laughs> no, nah, I mean he, he like growing up, you were like the type of kid. Everything was fine all the time, but once in a while you would blow up. Yeah, and we would give you a lot of shit for that. Yeah, he did. We, yeah. we would. <laughs> I always felt bad, you know. <laughs> yeah, but you know, um, I think overall you handled it pretty well because at now I think you handle your emotions better than anyone I could imagine. And and I agree. Yeah. Like when listening to you on the podcast, you seem like completely cool never get upset never you know how to handle your shit you know well i mean i do and i don't because it's like i do have some some trouble with my temper tantrums and like i still have them but you know i think it's i'm able to recognize what's happening and just yeah. maybe step away and it's yeah i think yeah at first it was like when we were kids you just never you didn't want to acknowledge it well so it would just build up under the surface our relationships as we were younger revolved around sports and mm-hmm. i the one thing i cannot do is loose i cannot stand it it is the yeah. worst feeling in the world and i was and, always better than you at pretty yeah, much you everything were. So. yeah <laughs> right you were the first person to ever like keep me humble like this whole my whole life i was the baby of the family just being babied and just telling you know dom you're really good at baseball you know whatever yeah and we had a baseball practice we were on the a's the Oakland yeah yeah. A's. yeah and i made a diving catch and you 
I, we came in, you're like, Dom, sweet catch. Too too bad you can't do that in a game. <laughs> it's like, damn, we are nine. Right. <laughs> and you were just letting me have it. So, oh, like, yeah. no, I, but, yeah, I mean, it's. Honestly, I feel like in a way that was like, that was how I feel like I could be the best support. Because in the end, yeah. like overall, when we were super competitive at things, at first, I would like try and beat you as much as possible. I mean, I was always trying to beat you, but I would beat you and I'd be like, you're not so good. Mm-hmm. And eventually you would put your time in and you'd get way better than me. Yeah. And that's truth, you know, like, and that's why I respect you so much in, in what happened with you in soccer, because you just committed yourself to it and you became one of the best soccer players I ever seen out of my friend Whoa. group. Whoa. Thank you. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Dude, and like, it just, yeah, I mean it. It was. Yeah, I don't want to dive too bad into it, but I appreciate. <laughs> I'm okay. Thank you. I what, appreciate you, your recognition. Thank you. What else am I thinking about from the wives though? Like, do you guys have some? Because I got to think of more stuff. Um, I don't have anything. I'll make something up. Um, Beck's wondering. Actually, go ahead. Okay, because I didn't have anything. She actually asked me this really good question, which okay. is like. It, it, it cut, cut cuts kind of deep because, like, she asked, do you, um, when you're with your daughter or with, you know, your child hanging out and you feel the urge to go do something else, do you ever feel like you're, you have the urge to do something else, whether it's, like, um, do the dishes or go to work? I use that excuse a lot. I have to, I have work to do as a way to get a break from it all, you know, as, like, you could be investing more into your family and daughter right now but you there's there's always other stuff weighing on your mind all the time Mm -hmm. so it's like i i want to go i I have to go do some work right now and i use that to kind of get out of it and i even if i do do work i feel like i'm still trying to like um kind of in a way like get a break yeah relieve the stress a little bit I, yeah, I I mean, I totally feel that way, and I don't think it's anything to be ashamed of. I just think the important piece would be to make sure that your partner, your wife, in this instance, has that opportunity to do so as well. Yeah. You know, so like if you got to go do work, my girlfriend's a lot busier than me, you know? (laughs) So like I end up taking the brunt of the, uh, she's got to go do work, so I take the baby. But she, you know, we both let her, you know, we take our turns. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, I completely agree. And some of it in our household is like, I need to do this. Uh, there's really no conversation about that. Like if one of us needs to do something, we just say it and go do it and yeah. fully expect the other person to just cover and do their job. Yeah. But we're pretty open about being like, I need, need a break. I need mm-hmm. a break. That's great. Yeah. And I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I think the goal no. is to be the best dad. Yeah. Yeah. And if you need a break and you're going to come back and be a better dad than you would have been without a break, then it's the right thing to do. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And you I shouldn't feel, feel guilty. About no, it. yeah, you're right. I yeah. feel that a lot. And I, I, that's how we are, you know. It is I, hard to not feel guilty about it. Though. It is. Because you yeah. feel like I should, the only thing I should be doing right now is giving my daughter the fullest attention I possible. Yeah. And sometimes all you need to do is step away. Like you need the break. Everything is too much. You're frustrated. I need a little breather. You step out, whether it's like I go to the the workshop sometimes, yeah, uh, or or whatever. Maybe it's maybe it's here. Maybe it's uh, maybe it's for just me. Like what going I do upstairs, is whatever. But I do like a a little. I'll be like, I need to go just do a little breathing exercise, or I need yep. to 
get take a cold shower. It's just like helps me like get in the moment, and realize you know I'm good to go. Yeah, a lot like, of the times once I take my just taking the break, stepping away, realizing that I have this other person who is willing to step up and do all the work to let me take the break that I need. Yeah. And then I start thinking about the kid yeah. and I start missing the kid. Yeah. Then I'm like, you yeah, don't even need the break. You just need to know that you can take the break. Yeah. And sometimes just, I you mean, need it's to know like it. a snap and you're right. You just want to be back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's true, man. You need to know that you're not alone in it. Like if you couldn't do it, you have someone there to step up and, exactly. and help you out. Yeah. And we all do. Yeah. Which is awesome. Yeah. I don't know how people do this shit alone. Yeah, yeah. The worst feeling in the is not having an opportunity to take a break, like yeah. not being able to step away. Yeah, because yeah. I mean that reset is real, and it needs yeah. to happen. And whether it's Sometimes like that silence when they finally go down, or whether it's like your partner letting you know that you can go do a podcast or whatever the fuck. Yep. I yeah. mean that reset is real, and it it is necessary that's good to hear because sometimes i literally feel like oh i'm a bad person i need to i need to get away from my no well (laughs) and i might be speaking from my own experience can i say one thing (laughs) because in the moment i feel like like out of everything i have to do in life my number one priority is if i'm present with my daughter right now everything's perfectly fine yeah and that's true you know if you're present with her and just being there with her everything's good but that doesn't take away from the fact that you know you can't be pr- super present in the moment all the time. No, there's mm-hmm. other stuff. Yeah. 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 But I mean, the reason we may feel guilty and, and again, I'm speaking from my own experience uh, is when I say I need a break or like I need to go downstairs to work in the shop or whatever, I am greeted with the eye roll. <laughs> 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 so I do feel a little guilty, but I still am able to take the time reset. And yeah. then come back and be a better dad. Do you make a conscious effort to not lay that guilt when she needs a break? Last night I said, you know what? You got work to do. I'll take the babe. And then we did that. But I was calling up, like calling down to her because she needed mm-hmm. to eat, you know, and whatnot. It's just harder for moms to take a break in this period that we're in because she has to feed. Yeah, for know? sure. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, we're just using a back stock of breast milk that we don't have a unlimited amount of mm, you know yeah. if i was to feed her out of a bottle yeah and whatnot, so i think the guilt is a good thing i think like anybody who's wondering Keeps you if it's okay that they're feeling guilty it is okay yeah, yeah. your guilt will keep you honest yeah like yeah. wondering you know if you're doing a good enough job at work you're probably fine because you're th- you're thinking about it yeah you know wondering if you're if if you're doing everything that you can for your kid you probably are and we all have those internal mechanisms. And when you see the kind of lackadaisical people that kind of don't really even know that they're maybe not doing enough, that's that's yeah. when it's an issue. But if you're thinking about it, if you're conscious of it, if you're guilty of it, then, uh, yeah, it's it's not a problem. You're probably doing enough, you know. Whatever doing enough means. Yeah. I mean, there's like, <laughs> the whole thing is so abstract. Um, but I, I love the way you phrase it, like being, being present with them. Yeah. Know? And like, that's the thing that's hard for me. Cause a lot of times I'm thinking, what, what can I do to engage my daughter the most? Like I gotta have some extravagant event or something. But most of the time it's literally just 
doing whatever, just being present when you're doing it. Yeah, whatever they want to do, following them around, yeah. just being, Fall, yeah. boosting them. You want to be a hype, a hype man yeah. for your kid. Exactly. <laughs> like, I, I'm always, like, racking my brain, like, what should I do next? Because we actually took Evie to get air, the the, the trampoline air. Place. Oh, yeah. And she loved it. She just ran around, and it was it was cool because like she couldn't really hurt herself because it's like all it's all padded, padded and, and shit. Yeah. yeah. And we were there for like two hours. She was running around having a great time, and I was like, "This is awesome. I wish this could be kind of every day." And I even thought of like if I could create like a, a little jungle gym of all foam, like mm-hmm. where she could just explore in, like that'd be awesome. And it's like you have all these big ideas in your head, like this is how it you know could be. And then it's like, well, I'm in a you know little room right here what what can we do you know and ultimately if i can return to like just being here is enough yeah. just being here and connecting with her is enough then it's all okay but at the same time i still think of like what else what else can you do with a a one-year-old you know or yeah. two month old two month yeah. old that's a, yeah. yeah or both yeah i'm i mean i'm with you it's uh it's hard not to think about like what's next and like, how do I keep this kid happy? Mm -hmm. And when they're sick of this or bored of this, what do we do? But I I think you're right. I think just being present is the thing. A lot of the time as like, maybe not when they're really young, but once they're one, I mean, my daughter trolls around this place looking for things to do herself. And it's not like productive stuff for the house. She likes to rip all the recycling out of the bin. And I just let her do it and then pick it up. And yeah. it's fine. Most of the time, what they need at this age, when they're in that mood, uh, there's a lot of different moods at one or whatever, one and a half, which yeah. you know, and uh, and at, at every age. But when they're in the mood of like, I can entertain myself here for a little while, all you need to do is be there to like, lock the eye contact when they're looking at you for a reaction for something because yeah yeah. when they pick up that thing and put it in the cardboard box and they turn around and they're like this is good right (laughs) that was awesome just be there you know be looking at them be present be happy for them dude and their emotions are so like visceral and like you see them so much like when evie gets excited she clenches her fist and grins <laughs> and it's the funniest thing and I love it now, I get super excited yeah. just watching Nora it Nora chucks her arms up yeah it's amazing it's awesome yeah it's just like literally just being there witnessing that with them that's enough that's yeah. all they care about yeah at this age that is it you know it's it's nurturing but you're not only nurturing the physical you have to nurture that developmental stuff you have to nurture that emotional stuff and the mental stimulation you have to do the same thing and I like the way you handle it like the secure, like being a secure base means like letting them explore, even if it means, you know, just throwing the trash around and being okay with it and then picking it up together maybe, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's 100% credit to, uh, listening to Neil deGrasse Tyson talk about how he raises kids and he describes it as anything that his kid is about to do. He decides whether or not to let them do it by one thing. Uh, the primary thing is like, will it, will they die? And then if not, it's, are they going to learn anything about anything? That's awesome. And if they that. will learn anything about anything, he lets them do it. Yeah. And he, he says the caveat, I pick up a lot of glasses of water. <laughs> we knock over every single glass of water and he's like, it's exhausting. You pick it up, but they're learning about, 
fluids and physics yeah. and all of these things that, you know, they're going to be able to take with them and uh, they're going to enjoy. So, That's great advice. Yeah. I respect that. Yeah. yeah. Let them do it. Easy for him to say, though. I mean, glasses aren't cheap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's just stardust anyway. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Simu- was, simulated so, stardust. So who's this? He was in that Degrassi show with Drake? Yeah, <laughs> it is Drake. Drake is who I model all my parenting after. <laughs> no, but he uh, he has a couple of really good examples. You know, he's talking about like walking down the road, seeing this like kid and his mother walking in the rain. They're both in in rain suits. Like everybody's waterproof as hell. They got mud boots on. They have entire rain gear. And let me guess, the kid wants to take off his stuff. And... No, no. There's a giant puddle, and the kid wants to jump oh, in yeah, it, yeah. and he sees the mom like pull the kid to the side, and it just like makes him lose his mind because he's like, Dude, all the things that they me. could learn from jumping in that puddle, mm-hmm. all of the joy from jumping in that puddle, like jump in there with them. Let yeah, I'm glad see you said splash. that because li- literally last week, Evie's walking around with brand new shoes she got for Christmas. They're like these little Uggs, adorable. Mm-hmm. And she starts stepping in a puddle. And like, I let it happen for a little bit. She walks away. Then she goes back to it. And I'm like, all right, that's enough, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and I bring her in and I'm like, babe, you know, these shoes are ruined. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, what would you let her do? I'm like, she was just exploring. She's having I mean, fun. The shoes were fine, but I, I'm glad I let her do it, you know? Mm-hmm. And she's going to outgrow those freaking things in a couple weeks anyway. Yeah. yeah. The experience yeah, is whatever. The experience yeah. is always more valuable than the material object. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it is tough though. And, and that kind of decision is not going to get easier as the stakes get raised. You yeah. know, it's not going to be a pair of shoes that they're going to outgrow in two weeks. Yeah. You know, it's, it's going to be, be like, your car. It's, it's going to be, be a broken in my car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know, I will not let them drive into a uh, telephone pole to learn the physics. Yeah. <laughs> but... Answer that one to grass Tyson. <laughs> but you know, that early development, developmental stuff is important yeah. and, and just, you know, letting them, letting them have the fun mm-hmm. you know and at the end of the day like if you have to pick up the recycling if you have to refold the laundry like yeah i mean whatever you're a parent mm-hmm. it's part of it yeah let them explore as long as they're safe you know that's yeah and it is you know you draw that line in different different parts of the sand as they grow up you know right now it's like can she grab the serrated knives no can she play with the shovel from the fireplace still yes Beck. still yes every <laughs> fucking time still yes deal with it <laughs> probably what? not though in reality i got a yeah. question what what do you got i am like you know how like you always have these things you look forward to right like you're you're looking forward to when you know Addie's running around and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm looking forward to when I can read my own book that I'm interested in and have my daughter connect with it and really like it, you know. But I'm reading books, you know, that she probably won't get until she's like yeah. 10, 15 or whatever. But like right now I'm reading Dr. Seuss and like stuff like that, and she can't, she doesn't focus on it for more than a couple minutes. Mm-hmm. But like I'm looking forward to that point where she – she understands the story, you know, and we can get into the depths of it, mm-hmm. you know, and just like that would make reading so fun for me. And, and I, I hope for her too. But like right now, um, <laughs> I don't know. It's just it's more about she, just she wants, turning the pages. Yeah. Turn yeah. the pages. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Turn the pages and then, uh, run around. Like, yeah. 
she's well i mean she's in the, like the movement stage so like yeah. she just wants to run but i'm looking forward to that time yeah for sure yeah i look forward to just about everything past this point <laughs> <laughs> if i'm being honest with you um i love when she smiles at me she's starting to recognize us which is phenomenal you're finally getting some like I don't know. It kind of seems like it's like payment for all the it's work that you put in. It's yeah, yeah. like it's so nice. Um, but you, I'm ready for her to be like I'm ready to be able to communicate with her on on a small level. Yeah, you know? yeah. It's nice, dude. When they like Evie, obviously she can't talk any words, but yeah. she can communicate pretty well. Yeah, like she knows no and yes. She knows what she wants. You yeah, know? like it's nice. You know. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it, and you know I've. As far as reading goes, I, I've been reading to her, but uh, like we did that quiz, and you could never start reading to a child early enough, or you know, you can yeah. do it whenever you want. Yeah, I think yeah. that's great. Yeah, because I love reading, but I couldn't like I didn't read to her that much when she mm-hmm. was young because it's like it doesn't feel like it's having much effect. Yeah, but but I'm sure it is. Sometimes you know? the sound it of is, your you voice, just, yeah, the they sound love of your it. voice for yeah. sure, and just seeing the act of it, whatever normalization you can get for things like <laughs> that is important. You know, dude, I remember when Mary was pregnant. I remember going up to my mom and dad. And I'm like, I'm gonna read her like. I'm going to read my daughter, like, the most advanced scientific books right out the gate. Yeah. And I was like, then I realized, like, the absurdity of it when I was, like, mm-hmm. sitting down to do it. I was like, this is just Well, stupid. you want to be able to draw a line. It's like, oh, playing classical music is beneficial. So, mm-hmm. like, I'm going to I'm gonna read this advanced physics book. Yeah. And it's like, no, classical music still translates to somebody who doesn't understand what the notes are, but they yeah. can feel it. It's like, they don't know any of the words. Yeah, and I think, like, what you said, like, just hearing the voice, it's, it's more about connecting than it is yeah. about the the fucking science i read for, for sure. like 10 seconds and she starts crying so it's like <laughs> <laughs> i do well no the, the reason is because i put her in this seat thing and she's not crazy about it just yet but i think we're almost there what does she like she likes to swing she likes to be in your arms and swing and move and bounce so but it's just hard do you ever to, sing to her uh z does yeah that's how she goes to sleep I every said, night. Did you? Do you ever sing? <laughs> Have you heard me sing? I've right. heard you sing some eighties tunes. And that what are pretty... it all comes down to? <laughs> Dude, I swear, I swear, if you sing there, you guys will find a song and it will just be like it. Like I had this. Dude, I sung this one song. I'm sure you guys have probably heard of it. It's called "Wild World" by uh, Cat Stevens. Oh, ooh, baby, baby, it's a wild world. I thought you were <laughs> talking about a different song. Remember you? Uh, go ahead, keep going. But. I don't know. I randomly came across it when she was like young and I started singing it to her out of the blue and it became like our song. So one time, like uh, we were coming home from Maine on a family vacation and she doesn't like long car rides. So we were an hour into this, you know, three and a half hour ride and she starts bawling and we play this song on repeat and I just sing to her over Mm -hmm. and over and over again for two hours and she's okay with it because she, it's it's a signal to her like everything's okay, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I would always it'll always be our song, dude. And yeah. I love that about it. You we know? have a song, but there are no lyrics. Oh. Rock and roll part two, have you ever heard it? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no. And I'll go, now presenting just over 11 pounds from Jeffersonville, Vermont. And then I say her name. 
And it's amazing. That's it's, great. That's her last diaper change every night. And then she rips that's off awesome. the button up, yeah. warm up. <laughs> yeah. And dribbles I, out. I just, I, I see myself, you know, calling her in at three years old, you know. Yeah. Now presenting. And she's just like hiding behind the kitchen counter, you know, and just like calling her in. I don't know. That's, that's awesome. awesome. Yeah. That sounds that wonderful. Yeah. It's a really good time. That sounds like exactly the type of shit that you should be doing. I don't, yeah. I don't sing lyrics to her. Cause I, I literally, have a good voice. I literally but. just, I don't, I don't think I have a good verse, voice either. But I'll I sing her I, some Alanis. We'll see how it goes. And yeah, that'll get. It. <laughs> <laughs> but I started singing to her just because, like, one day she wouldn't sleep, and I was rocking her, and I was like, "All right, I'm gonna sing because I am bored pretty much. Like yeah. the music's on, I'm gonna sing to it." And she took to it and she helps her sleep. What's so was, what, what's Wild World sound like? Oh, baby, baby, that's, that's it. It's hard to get by just upon a smile, girl. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. It's a great one, man. Right? Yeah. You? Well, we like we uh, named our daughter Nora. Yeah. We love NJ Nora Jones, and the entire time that we were pregnant, we played the "Come Away with Me" album. That's Come awesome. Away. In the car and at home, and uh, she was born to that album. Damn, dude, that's awesome. We had an entire playlist for like pre labor and birth and everything, and that wasn't on it. And then we got like 35, 40 minutes into pushing. Lizzo wasn't getting the job yeah. done, and uh, we put on this album, and the most comforting song in the world for our household went through, and then the second song on the album, she was born to. Nice. And wow. we uh, finally have more records for our record player right now, but for an entire year, we only had one record on this record player that we got from some very good friends of ours. And uh, she fell asleep to this album pretty much every single night. That's awesome. And when she was fussy in the car, we'd put it on. She's cool. If there's nothing around and we start singing those songs, she's cool. It's it's a big deal. Those things stick with them. Yeah. I mean, the thing that's amazing about music is like it puts you in touch in, on an emotional level with your past, not mm-hmm. just on like a understanding logical level, but like it puts you back to where you were and back to a time when you know everything is perfectly good. You know, mm-hmm. you're, you're loved, you're, you're good. You What's know? that feeling? It's the same reason why like smells are attached to memory. Yeah. You know, it's like yeah. you can, f- you're not smelling the dinner that your mom made. You're feeling being in that kitchen. Mm-hmm. It's the holistic it's the, moment of yeah. it, you know, everything. Yeah. Um, yeah, so music is music is big, and we sing to her all the time. And uh, now she's literally got her own favorite songs now. It's, yeah, it's awesome. That's Sweet. so cool. Yeah, yeah. Jules Anderson Pack. I ain't even got yeah. my jewels on, man. She freaking boogies to that tune. <laughs> it's so funny. She yeah. loves it. My nephew, back when like Rihanna Disturbia was popular, <laughs> you put that song on, he stopped crying instantly. <laughs> instantly. <laughs> Bum bum beat bum bum beat bum. And well, next up, a live performance by Dom. You know, Rihanna's not my style. I go a little bit deeper than that. Well, you're all eighties, baby. Yeah, eighties and nineties. Yeah, yeah. Sure. But I do like eighties here. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think you're more eighties. But yeah, 
hair bands are the best. Well, what do you think? Should we wrap it up and do a little product review? Sure. You got one? Sure. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Ryan, why don't you kick us off? Uh, Okay. Well, I don't know actually the name of this product. I think it's Yoike is like the brand or Toike. I don't know. <laughs> you tell us. I don't but, know. but by uh, American. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much what this thing is is like a a blank canvas mm. where you have these little pens that are just water and you draw on it and it makes pictures. And so it's like it's just water so they can't it's non-toxic yep. and they literally just will just sit there and draw stuff on this it's like it's a white pretty much canvas and then it when you put the water on it it makes a whole bunch of different colors right mm. so we'll just draw <laughs> things and she loves it you know she, yeah. she'll sit nice. there and just draw stuff and it like it takes a lot of the worry out of it because it's not like oh i'm giving you a marker or a crayon or a pen she always evie always steals pens out of my pocket and will like run around with them and it's mm. like, you can't have that mm. you know? yeah yeah Nora likes to grab crowns and then eat them <laughs> Yeah, but this water, this water pen, you know, yeah. piece of a crayon piece with of a teeth cra- marketing. Yeah. All that's left. <laughs> See, this product take care takes care of that because they'll s- grab a pen, put it in their mouth, suck on it. They're just getting water, you know. Yeah, nice. That's so what are you teaching them? It's uh, okay to suck on pens if there's water. In it. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, we just hang out and do some artistic stuff that's cool Ooh. yeah that's sweet. I, I see you uh six months from now foraging finding some mushrooms and then drawing them yeah drawing on them nice drawing with them and then eating them and then eating them it's water <laughs> you know uh i'm gonna shout out to this uh thing so i'm kind of reliving these newborn baby things that i had completely forgot about um uh, I forgot about a lot. Just like quick segue. Uh, my baby is over a year old, and there's a lot of things that she hasn't done in a long time. Yeah. Like puke. Yeah. Hasn't puked. Dude, your brain just realizes, I'm not going to need that anymore. Tosses yeah. it out. But Nora hasn't puked in like eight months. I forgot that was a thing. You know? So, like having all the burp claws near you, yeah. I got it really rained on early with this new one uh which is fine it happens um but like having to burp your kids like all these all these things that you forget about uh the nose mucus the having to clean out the noses i like that was something that we had to revisit and we always use the like little rubber bulb things that you squeeze and then shove in and then release and it pulls it out for a long time, we avoided the suggestion from Becky's older sister, Ashley, who has a, a beautiful baby who's two months older than Nora. And they use this thing called a nose Frida. There's a bomb. And it's, I was, yeah. I was about to shout that out. Keep going. Yeah. They're like, it's one of those things that sounds a little bit weird. You're sucking on a tube that is shoved up your kid's nose. Mm-hmm. Sounds weird. And yeah. it sounds weird. And you're like, is this going to, am I going to eat this? Like, is it going <laughs> to be too much force? Like, is this okay to do? It's okay to do. You're not going to eat it. There's a screen in there. And it is infinitely better than those bulbs that oh, yeah. you squeeze really? and pull it yeah, out with. I mean, think about how much 
pressure you're actually pulling out, like uh, sucking. The and, suction pressure is insane. And think about the duration. Yeah. You squeeze that thing in, it is like a tenth of a second that it's yeah. inhaling. That's you know? true. Nose, Frida, it's your lung capacity. Dude. Slow and steady, I'm clear curious, that thing out. I'm curious where the name Frida comes from. You free the snot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was about I'm to sold. shout that out. She's been super congested lately. We've just been freaking sucking those buggers out. Really? Yeah. Pretty awesome. You should tell her to nose breathe. <laughs> <laughs> Believe me, she's trying. How and many I, cold showers does your daughter take? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's yeah. interesting, though, because when I first saw that product, I was like, that's weird. But now I feel like. I mean, Evie doesn't really, she doesn't really have that problem anymore because she's a little older, but if we had another baby or if she had that problem, I would definitely use that. Yeah. Yeah, you it's should. Awesome. And yeah, same. North passed it, but like for we, the second half of that like time period range where it was an issue, we started using that thing. Game changer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they can't blow their own noses, you know? Got to clear that out for them. Can't do it. Mm-hmm. What do you got? Uh, I guess I'll just do, you took mine. So I'll I'll do uh I'll do gripe water. I looked it up. It's a bisodium carbonate. Is it? Yeah. You're prepared. Yeah. It has a lot it has like a bunch of plants in it, right? Dill, ginger. Chamomile, right? Chamomile. I'm sold. It's got it all. Water. You know, pediatrician roll their eyes at this. You're gonna wanna check in with your pediatrician before you try it. But pediatricians roll their eyes at it, say it's just a, uh, it's a, it's a wise tale. But every time I give it to my daughter, it's literally like twenty five seconds, and she's ripping farts. So, it, that's the goal. Yeah, is it is. That, is that the goal? Yeah, <laughs> I want to change that diaper. That's Does it my do goal. everything? Because we didn't ever use it to like get farts. You know, we. Uh... Well, when I say farts, she doesn't have dry farts. Let me just say that it's always these are wet. poops. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, she's pooping. <laughs> She be pooping. But we didn't use that for that. Did you use it for sleep? No, we used it for like comforting a a, like inconsolable baby. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think we used it for that, but also for sleep. Like when she couldn't get to sleep over a long period of time, we'd give her some of that. It would help. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, it just clears. It does everything. Yeah, it does. It's like smoking CBD. I think they just (laughs) like it. It's me, 1891. I think they like it too, you know? I think they just like it. It shows them that you are you care and you're trying something. And I think, of, I mean, there's a bunch of plant matter in there. Those it tastes plant, pretty good, plants too. Are you good. guys try yeah. it. Oh, yeah, no. I did, actually. Yeah, it's like. Oh, that was another one of that. Allie P's. So we should finish on this, okay? Okay. Allie P's questions is, have you tried breast milk? Yes. 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 Sweet, right? <laughs> <laughs> it is sweet. I made a white Russian with it. Yeah. <laughs> no fucking way. <laughs> it leaves this taste in your mouth. That it's not it's not forgiving, you know. It's like uh, like that that milk. It's still with you. Yeah, it is. Yeah, <laughs> I have tried. Mary it. Mary used to joke with me about like I think it was straight one, from the tap. One of her cousins or something. <laughs> she made a cake out of out of her own breast milk and gave it to her husband as like a birthday present. And her husband was super upset about it and was like angry. And I was like, that was like, me. I would have been like dope you know yeah. cool you know it's a ton of breast milk she never actually did that for me but you know oh you've gotten i've got a drop here or there from the tap from the ta- no well- <laughs> <laughs> we had a friend drop off some lactation cookies uh the other day and Bla- i had a couple before finding out that they're <laughs> 
They're not actually made with breast milk. I thought they were. Oh, they're just, they're supposed to make. They're you supposed lactate? to make you lactate. Uh, That's you. what I thought. I thought, gotcha, I, gotcha. I thought it was a product of. <laughs> so did you? Were lactate? you disappointed? <laughs> I didn't lactate, yeah. which I was a little bummed about. Yeah, but yeah. Okay, well, Dom, you have a dad joke to take us out on. Yeah. I don't. <laughs> All right, let me hit you with something. Not jet. It's not a dad joke. I'm gonna hit you with some knowledge. In the words of the great Canadian pop star Alanis Morissette, what it all comes down to, my friend, is that nobody's got it figured out just yet. So keep on doing you, follow your instincts, and keep doing what you're doing. You're doing the right thing. Love it. I love it. Thank you. We will I'm sold. We will see you next week. Thank you, Ryan, for joining us. Yeah, Ryan. Thanks for having me. Way this to was, go, man. This was awesome. It was awesome. Kicking off. I feel like two I could babies. stay here, you know, all week and talk, you know, and never go back to my family. But <laughs> 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 no, I was just kidding. It's this good was to have great. A break. <laughs> what a dog! What a dog! It was right. good to be here. Well, it's good to uh, good to see you guys. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.